You're listening to the Russell Bread Podcast. That's a shit. How many red carpets you guys want to walk in your $4,000 ridiculous heels? You will never be able to lace up my Chuck Taylor. This is your fault. This is your fault. I didn't get mad when you stole all my moves. Your daddy's not here anymore. It's, how was your movie, by the way? I oh, mine, mine went straight to DVD, just like yours. Careful you don't hurt your neck again going through those ropes. Ah, put your ones in the air. It is SummerSlam week, ladies and gentlemen. It is the hottest show of the year, Okay. I mean, it is literally the hottest show of the year. It's like 90s and hundreds all over America right now. But what is going on, guys? Thank you so much for tuning in. This is episode 197 of the Russell Bread Podcast. If you don't know who I am, my name is JD, the first effing lady. And I can do that now because we got RVD back. Um, and thank you guys so much for tuning in. And as you see, I am not alone. It is SummerSlam predictions with the bloodline. As you know, every single time there is a pay-per-view coming up, we got to have the fam on to do some predictions to, you know, give our opinions and everything. And y'all know how this goes sometimes. We may go on a tangent, okay? We may go completely left. So if you're not exactly a WWE fan, still tune in, okay? Because we may bring up something, some nostalgia or something like that, that will bring you into the conversation. But shout out to my early crew in the chat, okay? Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm all the way from the future okay what's up jd what is going on we got dylan in the house what's good everyone of course we have to acknowledge the guy out there who i will introduce in a moment uh what's up fam just in time because he is just in time what's up fam salute and then of course it's jessica what's up family thank you so much for tuning in and then we got the psycho of course what is good, your grace, the Wonder Woman of podcasting, and the banger. Love to join, but I'm uploading our SummerSlam Spectacular. Have a fun and team psycho. And then streets, I concur. Even as a casual fan, these people rock. There you go. So if y'all don't know, then y'all now y'all have to know. But be sure to put the ones in the chat, okay? And acknowledge yourselves, okay? Acknowledge yourselves and acknowledge us as well. And like I said, as you see, I am not alone because when you have to have a pay-per-view like SummerSlam, even though, yes, I do this every single pay-per-view, but when it's when it's SummerSlam, okay, which is in my heart because that is when I first tuned in to wrestling, I was like, I need to bring people on to do some predictions. And as you see, like I said, I am not alone. So let's start off with the lady down to the bottom right-hand side, all right? Miss Courtney, how you doing today? Are you still muted? We still can't hear you. Yeah. You may have to look at the um, audio settings. Sometimes that messes up. That messes me up all, all the time. There's plenty of times that I start. Stream labs versus stream yard yes. kind of a world, and we're just living in it. We Sometimes are just you got to make your adjustments. Yeah. There are a few times where I will start a podcast. You see me just going off, and I am completely muted. Mm -hmm. um, 
What's going on, Faction Cats? Shout out to JD. Thank you so much for tuning in. And of course, Tim King, the GOAT. And while we got Courtney taking a look at the audio issues, let's go to the guy, the banger, okay? Tim King, the one and only, the man who, if you want to know what's going on with AEW and what's going on with CM Punk, that is the guy to talk to. That is the guy to talk to. What is going on? How are you doing? Ah, oh, first effing lady, thank you for having me back on WrestleBread. Courtney, get your audio figured out. What's good, girl? <laughs> nice to join you, ladies. Glad to be here. Chat is blowing the fuck up. So mm. glad to be here. SummerSlam weekend. You know, it's, uh, I was excited for it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. I'm pumped for this weekend of wrestling, though. As you said, the AEW guy, excited for SummerSlam. I'm excited that I get to watch CM Punk fight Ricky Starks on one TV and watch SummerSlam on the other TV and basically go from AEW world title match to Tribal Chief versus Jay Russo in a, uh, what do they call it, calling this? A, uh, a, a civil war within the bloodline? What? What's the, what's the actual Tribal name? combat. Tribal, tribal combat. There we go. Yeah, I'm excited for that hour long, um, match that we're gonna get and we'll, we'll talk about that for sure but i'm pumped to be here with you ladies for sure yes for all those who like the aew and the wwe going you do have to pull off the Shawn michaels this weekend okay what i mean is you got uh, one eye on eight on collision the other eye on SummerSlam. so gotta have the two monitor system going up like this is monday morning and, and three monitors three yeah. monitors because you better be keeping it right here for the watch along while yes. the bloodline is live. And watch, exactly. Watch. There you go. Nice call out. Okay. Got to have at least three monitors <laughs> up if you like the collision and um, AEW as well. If you like, yeah, I mean, not collision. If you like AEW and WWE as well. Um, but what is going on, Melissa? Thank you so much for tuning in. And look, oh wow. Look, look at our our tech our little tech person in the background just coming through magically. Look at the magic, guys. Look at the magic. <laughs> Shout out to the tribal chief for coming in the clutch in the background. Uh, what chief. is going on, Graydon? <laughs> ben Buster, hello all. Thank you so much for tuning in as well and in faction cast of course so is tim a collision guy i love aw period although collision is the best show of the week right now bar none hands down flat out period the end when tribal chief is on smackdown has some competition no tribal chief on smackdown it's collision easy yeah, well, SmackDown and Collision are definitely the two of the best shows going on right now. Um, so, yeah, fun times ahead. Can't wait to see what's going on. And then just in time, say nothing but bangers and slappers over here as well. And I'll be out because my it's my birthday, but I'll check in. Hey, enjoy your birthday. Hell yes, bro. Happy early birthday to you. We will absolutely be wishing you a happy birthday. 
I won't be on there. Maybe I'll be on there. Maybe just for a brief moment or two. I'm lucky enough. I'm going up to my buddies again in uh, Detroit. Ironically, he asked, he goes, do you want to go to SummerSlam? And I said, absolutely fucking not. No, I don't want to go to SummerSlam. (laughs) And he would have got us some great seats. We would have been like on the floor, probably maybe in the hundred level. No, you know, I'm going to be doing on Saturday night. I'm going to be kicking it in the hot tub. I mean, he's got outside TVs. We're going to have CM Punk on one TV. We're going to have SummerSlam on the other TV. I'm going to be in the pool, in the hot tub. Nice drink in my hand. I'm good on going to SummerSlam. I'm I'm good. I'm going to chill, and uh, I'm going to get my enjoyment. And then, you know what? Like I said, when something crazy maybe happens on SummerSlam, I'm going to jump into the watch along. I'll put my shirt on, I said. I'll throw my shirt on. Don't worry. But I'm going to hop up on into this watch along and – Say a couple things or two and then dip right on out, you know. <laughs> Tony Khan better give you some tickets or something that you turning down floor seats for CM Punk and Collision. Possible Shit, for right? <laughs> right? Now my boy asked, he's like, you want to go? And I said, no, 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 no. I said, no, no, no. He's like, if The Rock shows up, I'm going to be really upset with you. And I was like, I, I yeah, if I something did. big happens at SummerSlam. My boy also has the exact same set tattoo as me, so he's like a bigger CM Punk fan than me. So like he he too wants to stay home, so it's all good. Okay, but uh, it's fine. You know, I'm in Chicago. I, I'm in an apartment. I don't I don't have the nice luxuries of an in ground pool and hot tubs and outdoor TVs. Yeah. So I can go up and and chill. I'm gonna just take it easy and chill. There you, you go. Know? That's all you can do. Yeah, as it, we you know? got somebody else too. Add him on. Dingo! Oh, okay. I guess Courtney! (laughs) (laughs) What is going on, Mr. Dirty Dan? The Dirty Dango. What is going on? How are you? I'm okay, guys. How are you? I'm just, I just got home from work. That's why. It's okay. One more day to the weekend. I work weekend, so yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. There you go. I, I felt that. Yeah. I remember those days of when people's like, oh, at least it's Friday. I'm like, it's another day for me. It's day <laughs> What's for good, me. Dango? What is good? And yeah, like we were saying, early, early uh, happy birthday, KPG. And I wanted to give the tribal chief and his lovely wife, Angela, a shout out. Happy 10 years for your ones up. For the tribal chief, you'll see him back, I believe, Saturday night running the watch he along. Be he should be part um, of the watch along. But yeah, I hope you're enjoying that 10 year, my friend. Yes, definitely. As he is in the chat, what's good, family? Happy anniversary to you as well. Kayla says, back at the hotel. Hey, what my family? Excited for Summer Slam. Thank you so much. I hope, girl. As well. Uh, Factious cast, I like to request as soon as I check in to sing happy <laughs> birthday. <laughs> Yo, send me a send me a text. It'll be when I hop on there, I'll sing it to you personally, KPG. Ooh. You'll get a personal happy birthday for me if you want. All right. <laughs> Exclusively on the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> hey Tim. Hey Tim, you gotta go for that IC title. I'm ready for it, baby. I'm yeah, I think Devin, Nick, and I all have different picks. So we, there will be a decisive winner between in our match. So that that's very exciting stuff. And it was all like accidental. It wasn't on purpose. So it's cool. It's always yes. good when they're all different. Although I still <laughs> might switch to Finn Balor. So I still mm. I might go that route. 
because we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about yeah, that. we will talk about we'll that. Talk about that. Uh, Faction Cast says he will gladly take your ticket for SummerSlam on your behalf. <laughs> All you need is someone to pay for the flight. Listen, a lot of us is, will be willing to take that uh, ticket for SummerSlam. Come on, Slim Jim, give us a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> and just time to salute Dirty Dango. Of course, Universal Wrestling Podcast was good, family. Thank you so much for coming Stop in Nick. and tuning in. And then Street says, wait, The Rock is going to show up? Dirty. Yeah. Rumors, rumors. Maybe. Rumors and things, rumors and things. I've and heard a lot Devin, of stuff. I've heard yeah. And then Devin confirmed that he will be back tomorrow. So Good stuff, yes. Travel Chief. Yes, we have. So, like I said, we got SummerSlam coming this weekend. The hottest show of the of the uh, of the year, um, of course. And you see, I am wearing. The, well, it's it says the mom, but it's Becky Lynch's shirt in solidarity for the fact that their match got kicked off the show. Um, and thank you, Trish. But still, kicked off the show, which you know. Uh, I heard it's time. I heard time. I heard that was the biggest thing. It's because they wanted to make sure uh, Vince is one of those people that he likes to book more and more matches, smaller time. Triple H is one of those ones. Yes. He'd rather give them more time. Yeah, Eight matches. You, you give them trying to max time as you can. Yep. You got to think Roman's going to take matches. at least 25 minutes to get to the ring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah of course. <laughs> if that match is gonna be long, we got the battle royale that's that's here too. Of course, you got Logan Paul and Ricochet, Cody and Brock. It's a lot of matches that's going to take a lot of time, um, and it's going to be hard because you know normally there is a pre-show, but under Triple H there is no pre-show. So whatever you get is on the main card. They got eight matches as of right now. Usually this uh, battle royal will be on the pre-show, but mm -hmm. it is on the main card. I'm probably going to open or maybe it'll be the cool off match for us or something like that, but we will see. But yeah, unfortunately I would love to have, uh, you know, the Trish and Becky feud to end at a pay-per-view. Um, we'll see where it goes from here. It's going to be, I think it's on this week's, the uh, next week's raw that I think the uh, match is going to be on uh, two weeks in two weeks. Okay. So yeah, in it's two in weeks. Canada, it's in Canada. So it's in Trish's. Oh, well, there you right. go. And that's, and that's just majorly disappointing, though, because, listen, at the end of the day, Trish and Becky are two of the best ten women of all time, period. Like, the end, accoladed for horsewomen. Trish helped boost women's wrestling to be where it is today. Without Trish Stratus, her sex appeal and what she did in the ring, wrestle, like women would have been set back even further. She boosted it the other way. She helped breathe up, bring us into the four horsewomen generation. So Trish and Becky, not, and you can argue, I can argue that they're two of the top five women of all time. You, those two not being on SummerSlam is, a, it's a joke. It's a fucking flat out debauchery. It's insane mm -hmm. to me. Looking at this, this card, that is the second biggest match on paper behind Roman and Jay, maybe Cody and Brock, but that's the third biggest match on paper, period. And that's not going to be on the show. That gets booted off. For a fucking battle royal, put the battle royal back on the fucking pre-show. All right, make a pre-show. Put the match on the pre-show. I get it. All right, Slim Jim Battle Royal, LA Night. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I get that. Okay, I understand the marketing and how much money that's gonna make you. That dude, 
that dude has got you four of the top five selling t-shirts in your company right now. So you know what the fix is? Fuck that battle royal, all right? Just fucking put the U.S. title on him, and maybe they're going to put him with the battle royal on him so they can do the marketing, put him in commercials. You know, the business thing, I, I get that, all right? Then make the show four and a half hours and put Becky and Trish for 18 minutes and then put Santos Escobar in theory on there for the other 10, and that's it. Kick it to four and a half because those two women – not getting their time to shine on a major pay-per-view. This feud is going because they're in Detroit. Detroit is the nearest, closest major city to fucking Canada. They're trying to sell it like Trish is from Canada. It's fucking bullshit. There's a big reason I didn't want to go to. Fuck that. Like (laughs) The feud might be not that good. I don't care if it's not that good. Give those two their damn respect and pay that fucking shit off where it deserves to be paid off. Payback? Now you're going to have a shit ending to their match on Raw. You're going to continue mm-hmm. it to payback, and it's going to end at payback. Fuck that. Fuck that. Becky Lynch is your biggest star in your women's division. Her not getting a SummerSlam match is a joke. The end. I'm done. Yeah. And if you are wondering if Triple H is in charge of the book or not, once again, Austin Theory is not on a pay-per-view defending the U.S. title. Um, he- it's tomorrow. No, but um, no, but Fox did that a lot with uh, with the IC title too. Fox, I think Fox yeah. has a contract obligation, something to do with they need a title match before a pay per view or something. Because if you notice, when Gunther had the IC title, Gunther was never when Gunther was on Fox, they would never Gunther was never on the card. Yeah, they had yeah. him on the card a few times. Um, I have to think when he won the title. He did defend like, year. like against Ricochet, and he defended yeah. against Knock. And you know his only pay per view match really was against Sheamus, and then then against the Triple Threat at Mania. But you know, I think a lot of that has to do with what Bakley says, and I just don't think they know how to book both titles at the same time. Maybe because you if they because if they won a title match before the pay per view, you could have easily had the tag team titles done on there as well because the tag team champions uh, i mean granted ko is hurt, hurt yeah. but yeah um but yeah you could have had i don't know you could have had something happen on on fox and then uh, like you know the fact that this is the what second pay-per-view in a row that austin theory isn't defending that title and it does feel like um well now they're doing something as far as uh, creating the fatal four ways to get the title shot against him. Um, but it does feel like the attention wasn't put on the U.S. title um, for a little bit of time, whereas though the IC title is getting a lot of love um, as well. But, you know, we'll see what happens from here. Um, if, you know, Santos end up winning the title, maybe they'll do a little mm-hmm. bit something because it does feel like they don't really know what to do uh, with Austin Theory at the point. Yo, First Lady, you brought this up, and it's another team, and I and understood. I saw Dirty Dango's face right away. I get it. He's hurt. But he wasn't. He hasn't been hurt. Like, this injury just came a couple weeks ago. Where the fuck was the story for the tag titles? Uh, Where has the story been for uh, the tag titles? Uh, rumor has it that the dirt, as I'm the dirt sheet reporter, me and Bakley, uh, the rumor has it Vince scrapped DIY getting back together to setting up DIY versus versus the tag team titles. Basically giving you basically giving all wrestling fans what they want is 
Triple H's Golden Boys versus Triple H's Golden Boys. Right. <laughs> Which we do all want. We've yes. said that from the time that they won the belt, from the time Gargano came back, we all said Pipe Dream, DIY, KO, and Sammy. That would have been great. But let me ask you guys a question before we go into SummerSlam. Yeah. Do you think having Imperium and the Judgment Day on the same show actually hurts both factions? I know the Judgment Day is getting pushed through the roof. I know Imperium and Gunther looks great. I know Kaiser just beat Riddle. So, like, they both are looking good right now. Mm-hmm. But, like, doesn't that, like, having one on each show, wouldn't that have added a little bit of a lure to each of them? I don't know. I kind of feel like they take away from each other. I, I don't know. I could be I could be wrong. Yeah, honestly, yes. I, I completely agree with you, especially with the bloodline basically in the final chapters of the faction. Not Roman's chapter, but the final chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it it can potentially hurt them. But as what when they did the draft, you know, they couldn't put anyone else on SmackDown because the everyone cares about the bloodline. Now they're trying to ease that out by having the Judgment Day kind of go over to NXT as well and kind of integrate them into the the storylines there too. Um, but I think you could have had both both um, factions on the same show. And just have them concentrated in different feuds. I mean, you know, we had Gunther who was, you know, defending the title with uh, against Sheamus, and we had, you know, the um, oh my gosh, the Brawling Brutes and Imperium, and we had that going on. And we could have easily had, you know, Judgment Day and possibly LWO. Um, no, LWO is on SmackDown, uh, but you could have had, you know, another faction kind of go up against Judgment Day because because it Raw is three hours. Which, in my opinion, is, is definitely should be enough time for both of those factions to have time to shine as well. Um, but, you know, the fact that now that we got um, Bloodline going into the next chapter, and it seems like they're trying to slowly break up Imperium, which I hope isn't happening. Um, it seems like, you know, they're, the issue with WWE sometimes is that they don't know how to give everyone their time to shine you know a lot of the concentration is put onto one or two things and then from there like everyone else kind of gets sometimes put on uh the back pedal uh caitlin said what's yeah. even the purpose of slim jim battle royal the same purchase purpose as the uh cinemoji and uh <laughs> you love the cinemoji though the cinemo- i do you know, it was because it was the Cinemoji, but it didn't belong in that no, match. So no, I'm very no. curious if we're going to have, you know, a Slim Jim ringside or something like that. They're going to turn um, a ring post into Slim Jims. I, I know. They're going to turn a ring post Slim Jim. It's going to rain down Slim Jims oh during someone's entrance. The only reason why this Slim Jim one is cool in comparison to the Cinemoji in the Pitch Black is just because, just because, snap into a Slim Jim, yeah. yeah. LA night, yeah, <laughs> like uh, the it's basically made for him, yeah, yes. it is. And I can't take credit for this. I saw it on Twitter. Shit, Dango, you might have posted it in Slack. Like, I saw that and I just said, Yeah, like that is it. That like, is legit yeah. the reasoning that is because they are extremely high in them and they basically need a way for him to have his moment because they fucked up a couple things, really. Yes, a lot. And of with time. the money, they said this is the bigger sponsor that they've gotten. Yes, in- it's one of the bigger ones. It's a bigger, so, I think Bakley sent me something to do a video on. I'm not. Yeah. 
Yeah, and what's what's yeah yeah what and what's better than than that than to put it on the guy who's got four of your top five selling T-shirts right now? Yes, crazy. And you know, because Slim Jim was known because of Macho Man, so now you could easily put yes. you could easily put uh, L.A. Knight on there. Like, come on, slap to Slim Jim. Yeah, it's like right there. The wow. money is right there the amount of commercials and as we've seen i'm sure people have seen on twitter now all the accolades this guy has all these shows and things that this man has did as an actor which i didn't even know a lot of the things he did dressed up as a woman he did reenactments and everything like that he was in triple h's workout video as um, well so did you guys yeah. know slim jim is dating cinnabon i guess Really? <laughs> if you go to the Slim Jim Twitter, it says in a relationship with with Cinnabon. Shout out to my girlfriend Cinnabon. Oh my god! Hey, good for good for Slim Jim for picking up a uh, nice, shapely, <laughs> creamy uh, sweetie pie. Yes. Huh? Yeah, everyone loves Cinnabon. Right. La Knight is slowly becoming the king of the gimmick match. First pitch black. <laughs> now this, but I think this is going to work for yeah. him. That pitch black match um it was it was something i bet if wwe could go back in time to that match at the royal rumble la Knight would have won that match yeah it's possible i'm sure if vince could go back in time he probably would have let bray wyatt go again so yes yep. <laughs> he yeah. probably let him go again uh faction cast says a lot of people want la Knight in the spotlight with him possibly winning the battle royal he's getting a spotlight I'm just hoping that they give him his time to shine because there's plenty of internet darlings out there that people just love and want to put over. And WWE is very fixated on, you know, what they need to do as far as booking wise. And, you know, a lot of opportunities of people who, um, you know, don't get their time to shine by the time they get their time to shine. It's like over and done with. So I'm hoping that triple H is going to take this opportunity and just, push this guy to the damn moon because the amount of money they can make off of him is going to be amazing as kayla says congrats to slim jim and cinnabon yes <laughs> didn't know they were a couple you heard it here first from dirty dan the weird shit you see on the internet <laughs> that is why you are uh man we used to say bakley was in the weeds but bro you're like you're like under the fucking weeds, man. You're like, <laughs> you're like in the soil or some shit, yeah, dude. Man is dude, it was all because Undertaker. I looked up all because I went on the Slim and Jim page. That was it was right <laughs> at the top. <laughs> yeah. Just because they're promoting it like dirt. there's legit like eight ads for it on their one page. Yeah. Um, so we are about to get into some predictions for um summer slams so starting out uh as since we are already talking about the slim gems and the yeah and everything like that um no that's not it I'm trying to see which one it is do we have it just have a picture of no. a slim gem <laughs> <laughs> so no we have the uh slim gem summer slam battle royal 20 man battle royal um, confirmed as of it looks like today, Ellie Knight, Sheamus, Tommaso Ciampa, Shinsuke Nakamura, Otis, and Chad Gable. So I think we're all in agreement 
that it will be um, LA Knights. Um, but yeah. do you guys have any uh, predictions on what you think may happen in this match? What probably um, you're looking forward to the most? I could see me. I can probably see like LA Knight's gonna win it. Probably gonna have a lot of eliminations, but I think maybe you can see a good map back and forth between like him and a Sheamus, something mm -hmm. like low, some high level person or like a Pete Dunn. Okay. Do you, uh who do you think um may also be in it? Like I don't know, like Styles or Cross. I don't. <laughs> oh my god, what a waste! But yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, I thought of have that earlier today. Have cross eliminate styles. styles. Continue that feud because honestly, they're continuing that feud. Yeah. Damn. Damn, styles and cross. Damn. Yeah, they're gonna be announced on SmackDown. That's fucking wild. They're gonna be like, I wanna be in the Slim Jim Battle Royal. Oh, they're just gonna announce that. Okay, we're gonna have the match tonight, I guess. You'll uh -huh. get the you'll get the Viking Raiders in there for sure to continue their feud with uh um, Alpha Academy. Who else will you get in there? Maybe you'll see Riddick Moss for the first time in a while because we haven't seen him in a bit. So I could see maybe Moss showing up on screen. Uh, we haven't seen New Day in a while. Maybe New Day makes an appearance in that match. Maybe at least Xavier Woods because I think Kofi's still hurt. Kofi, yeah. Kofi's got some ankle problems. I read the most exciting news today in the sheets uh, where you where you live that all three are healthy-ish and are about to come back. And they're going to be careful with Big E. But, oh, God, that big, meaty man. Solo me. I don't even care. Yo, I love all that man meat. I got something better for you. Damn. I got something better for you. <laughs> I need that man's back in my life. ASAP, I need him back in my life. Oh, he was just getting started, too. He was, and it's and it's a shame that um you know that what happened happened. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm looking for. I can't. I don't see it. Oh, ooh, I like yeah. But yeah, Big E, baby. Here it is. Big E, man, slapping me. <laughs> yes. 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 Big E, man, slapping me. Do you guys think that there'll be any NXT people? In this battle royal? Uh, probably some of their free Asian people like Avon Wagner or maybe like mm. Zaya Quinn, who's supposed to be called up, or maybe an Odyssey yeah. Jones. Mm, Apollo. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I know he's on Raw now, but you know. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Really quick. Do you care if I get a quick uh, plug in, First Lady? Yeah. So, Saturday, make sure you go to bloodlinenetwork.com. We are doing something huge. As you know, last big ple wwe ple i think it was money in the bank it was money in the bank mm -hmm. we did our bloodline family money in the bank predictions basically the winner of that became the inaugural bloodline entertainment network world champion and we were going to figure out where we're going to go from there well i'm a huge loser and i like to book shows and uh <laughs> well our bloodline family is huge so i booked a big pay-per-view for SummerSlam. you'll be able to find it all on bloodlinenetwork.com on saturday so we have matches. There's six matches, all right? We have a world championship match. Dom won. Dom's won everything that we do. He's the world champion. He's fucking Jeopardy champion. He's family feud champion. I digress. Dom <laughs> defending his championship against Bakley in the main event. So that's a world title match. Oh, sheets. <laughs> we got our inaugural, our inaugural women's world 
championship match where the first lady will take on Jessica and Kayla in a triple threat match. Winner will be the inaugural Bloodline Women's World Champion. Very exciting stuff there. We get the Intercontinental title match. Just throwing that out there. We got we got the Chiefs, Devin, myself, and Nick. We're going to fucking put our hands up and we're going to go at each other hard. First Intercontinental Champion. Then for the United States Championship, wrapping the family out, we got Dylan, Dango, and Graydon. Uh, streets, if you're somewhere wanting to fill this out, you ain't filled it out. But we're, we have a little <laughs> four ring with uh, Dylan, Dango, Graydon, and Streets. And then we have our number one contenders match for the women's championship that'll go down with Angela, Melissa, and Courtney. And we have a battle royal because everyone loves battle royals. KPG, I know you you love them so much. You're in it. Battle royal, future shot at a mid-card title of your choosing. The rest of the motherfucking bloodline, Justin, KPG, Ovi Isaac, Brandon, Jordan, Pinto Beans, Maddie, Freddie, JP, whoever wants to come on in, whoever wins that match, and and whoever has the total highest amount of points when it's all said and done will be the number one contender for the world champion. So it doesn't matter if JD when becomes women's champion, she finishes with most points, she's going after the world champion next time. Devin wins Intercontinental title. He has most points. He's going after the world title next time. Courtney, you win your number one contenders match for the women's title. You, you know, you go after the world title and you get a women's title shot. And guess what? The shitty thing is, though, we are also like, like say, like Devin wins or JD wins their inaugural belt. They will have to defend their belt and challenge for the belt at the same time. So, like, oh, just God. because you win, it doesn't mean, like, you're getting the night off. Like, you'll be defending early in the night and you'll be getting later in the night. So, you better be fucking on your shit otherwise it'd be it better not be an aw oh, baby you are you you doing aw pay-per-views next too <laughs> yeah, you'd be oh my goodness or no titles so that's what we're doing and that's the fun shit we're doing here well what if there's right. a tie how does that work oh it's a tie it just goes on the next next pay-per-view no flipping a coin no fuck that <laughs> nope so if dango comes down to you and dylan you guys tie for example then you and Dylan at payback will go, or maybe all in, maybe all out. However, we you know we go about it. You guys will go one on one for the inaugural United States Championship. That's kind of how we'll go about it. That's a smart there way to do it. There you go. And speaking of plugs, going to have to play a little something something for you guys. And <laughs> Tim, close your eyes. <laughs> but be sure check this. Yo, what's good, brother? You ready to live stream? Oh, man. I just don't know. I, uh, I'm feeling real low on energy right now. What? You know what, man? I know exactly what you need. You need some W energy. Let me send you some W energy right now. W? W? W who? W what? W energy? What's that? What's W energy drink you say, Tim? W is a clean energy drink that is made to give you focus with no crash, jitters, or against like other energy drinks. W energy drink contains no maltodextrin fillers and don't use artificial dyes. W energy drink also contains vitamins, amino acids, nootropic, and 150 milligrams caffeine. Here, Tim, try W's energy drink latest flavor, Dragonade. How do you feel? Yo, 
Oh, oh, I'm feeling so much better. Damn, where do I get some more of that W from? Oh, that's what's up. Just go to the awesome website, W.GG, and use our special code BLOODLINE1 and get 10% off right now. There it is. <laughs> A shout out to the tribal chief and the banger of the bloodline for that sponsor commercial. <laughs> that was great. Devin, was Devin slayed that shit with his voices yes. and all that stuff. And I'm just like, mm, Are you guys in the uh, I miss my beard? I'm you guys in the W Discord yet? Yeah, he's in that one. Uh, Devin, De- Devin's, uh, Devin's in the app. My wife just texted me. She goes, "Oh goodness." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> she goes, "I tuned in at the best part." I was like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> no, no. Devin's up in that uh, W Discord. Uh, Devin did a great job, Lynn W. Uh, obviously, you know, go on W. The bloodline was it? My bad. I should, I should have been paying more attention. I should know this. W dot G G. W.GG. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little frazzled right now. You know, no, uh, it's your time to shine. You know, you had your, your <laughs> you got your moment, the time to shine. You know, you, your first commercial. <laughs> My wife goes, stick with your day job. Yeah, no shit. Yo, I'll be, I'll be plugging podcasting and putting people over all day. I don't know if uh, doing on the spot commercials are necessarily <laughs> my thing, though. <laughs> I do think the merch one was a little bit better, um, and we'll play that later, probably. So yes, we will be. I digress. All right, first lady, I'm gonna shut the fuck up now. I'm gonna let you. You all right? You I okay? Just, I, I told you we go on tangents be. here. A shout out to Dre, Big Baby Robertson. Thank you so much for tuning in. Your as we uh, say over here, um, Faction Cast, New Day versus Imperium. Ooh. We're sitting here. We're starting to book New J- New Day stuff. New oh. Day versus Usos and Solo as well. <laughs> Big E versus Gunther. Mm. You want meat? <laughs> you want meat? Mm. Yeah, that is that would definitely be a banger, of course. Of uh Big Man slapping Big <laughs> Man slapping meat. It's <laughs> my favorite. It's a lot of meat. A lot favorite. of meat as well. Uh, and then we got Dom who says, did someone say the champ I'm here and Bakley getting whooped back into the weeds? He came from some trash talking, of course. They have the same exact one, so they will be continuing. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. I was like, but I was really surprised with one of their picks. I was like, really? I was like, one of you guys might just be playing the other one because I don't know that that's happening, actually. I'm not. Yeah, well, they're not locked in, so maybe it's a psych out or something. Okay, I can. Okay, okay, I think I could see the one you're talking about. Yeah, if I was one of them, I would just flip it just because you know. Oh yeah, especially because you want it. What? what? Especially what? if I was Bakley, I'd be flipping that shit. Oh yeah. 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 Give me some of that dubby, baby. <laughs> yes, go to w.gg. Use the code Bloodline and then number one for a discount as well um so yeah Corey, i think you still got audio issues i can't still still can't hear you yeah um so yes we're all in agreement that of course um that la knight is going to be winning of course just waiting to see 
you know, the connection with the Slim Jim and him, because, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, Dom upset so in the comments saying, How you going to coach him up? Let him take another L naturally. It's called, it's called, I'm not going to lie, Dom. I told him the same thing privately. I said, Then you should switch it up if you got the same picks. You ain't going to beat him unless you switch it. Is that what is that probably why he started laughing? Is that probably why he texted me in last night and like at 11 30 at night? With just a laughing, with no conversation, just a laughing, just him laughing. Uh, Big Bigley's the best, dude. He'll just do that shit. The weirdest times, dude. <laughs> oh shit! No, Dom, I'm not coaching him up. I was just saying, and I didn't tell him what pick to change. I just said, if you guys got the same picks, you should probably find a pick to change, so you don't have these same picks. Mm-hmm. No one wants a tie. Ties are like kissing your your aunt. Who wants to kiss their hands on the lips? There is a network battle royal. In fact, she I think maybe he means a like Bloodline Entertainment fighters. Network battle royal as well. All right. So as Courtney is working on her um, audio on her end, we're going to go to the next match. Uh, the match that everyone is excited and looking forward to, and that is an MMA rules match. Ronda Rousey going against Shayna Baszler. Um, it seemed like they were trying to make Ronda as the face of this feud, but of course, everyone loves Shayna Baszler and is not really the biggest fan of Ronda Rousey, so naturally they are booing her. Um, just like they did the time that um, I think they were trying to make her face and the crowd booed her. And then, of course, it was the shot that WWE likes to. There was some a lot of people I've seen use where she's just looking in the crowd, you know, looking hurt is all hell. Uh, so we're going to start with Tim on this one. Uh, shout out to SES Vince. What's going on? Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, hey, Tim, were you in the chat the other day when uh OJ Simpson was in our. Oh my gosh! <laughs> no, I don't think so. What 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 show was that on? No, this uh, it was the the watch along. The watch along, yep. Oh no! We had OJ Simpson in the chat. Nope, nope, didn't see OJ. Mm-mm. Which which yeah. watch along was that? The last that one. Was the NXT one. Yeah. Oh, NXT Sunday one. night. Yeah, I was gone most of Sunday. Yeah, I caught. I caught. A little bit at the end. You guys fucking tore that shit up on Sunday. You guys did a great job. Yeah. Every watch along is a fucking binger on this network, as will Saturday night for sure. Yes, of course, course. Going this you... match is there's only one answer, I, and I can't believe I'm saying it, but at this point, Rhonda's gonna go. Courtney, can we hear you? Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Woo! We can hear you now. There it is. Right, so real quick, go. what is your thoughts on the 20-man battle royale before we get into this match here? Okay, first of all, it makes me want to go out to the uh, to the Walmart or the Kroger and buy me some Slim Jims, first of all, and snap into Slim Jims. Oh, yeah! <laughs> but uh, it's going to be good, but uh, my pick is LA Knight Twin. What? Yeah! Of course. Can't wait for that. Um, all right. So, Tim, what are your thoughts on the MMA rules match? 
Yeah, I love that they're making it an MMA rules match. When Baszler turned on Rousey at Money in the Bank, it was a huge, huge surprise. So that was dope. And then, like you said, they tried making her into the heel, which was comical. No one's going to ever cheer Rousey. She's just, her heart isn't into it. When she first came, wrestled that tag team match with Kurt Angle against Trips and stuff, she was into it. Doing the, her first year, kind of, she was into it. She hasn't been into it since. Like, ever since she lost the main event at WrestleMania 35 and came back, she has not been into it. I hope Shayna just beats the fucking shit out of her. <laughs> and I'm a, I was the biggest Ronda Rousey fan in the world coming into WWE. Loved her for the first year, and now I just, she, she just ain't it. What was it? She just ain't it. That's, she's not. And Shayna is it. If you go back to what Shayna did in NXT, she was incredible. I hope that we get to see some of that now under Triple H. And we finally, six years? No. Five. I don't know. Five? Yeah, five years? Four years? I don't know. The, whatever the fuck she debuted and bit Becky Lynch, we're going to see the real Shayna Baszler, the bad bitch that she is. And that starts in Ronda's ass. <laughs> yeah. Um... I feel as though that I think the Rhonda it doesn't really care ever since she found out ever since the fans turned on her in favor of Becky Lynch. I think, you know, the intention was to really book her as like the top star of the women's division. That's probably how it was pitched to her when she decided to come to WWE. And then of course they had to pivot because, you know, the fans wanted Becky Lynch. And so really took a swallowed a hard pill on that one and probably don't give a shit anymore because the fans don't care for her so she's just going through the motions and just collecting the paycheck at this point um but i am also excited for shana baser um like you said the turn on her was very unexpected they really didn't drop any hints for that one and um I'm hoping that we get the Shayna from NXT as well, of her kicking ass and everything. Um, I don't think that they explain what the MMA rules match is. Is this going to be, I don't know if this is going to be similar to what we saw in NXT or anything like that. Or, well, no, probably not, because that was a whole different um, ring set up and everything. So um, we will see as Vince says, I wasn't looking forward to this match until Monday with the video packages they showed. I'm very much invested now. And then Devin saying those segments from Shayna and Rhonda were fire. Yeah. I was looking forward to this match because, you know, whenever you have two friends, um, usually the rivalry in the match is 20 times better because you have that trust. They know each other, they trust each other, and they're able to have more time to put together, you know, the match and emotion into mm -hmm. it and everything. So I knew I was wait waiting for them to team up just so they can feud against each other. But the way that they had them teamed up and everything, it really wasn't exciting, especially when they were tag team champions, mainly because, you know, Ronda Rousey just really don't care. And <laughs> she really shows that she doesn't care. I mean, at least fake it to us so that we don't feel it through the screen. But Ronda really doesn't care. Um, and so with Shayna turning on her and saying the things that a lot of fans were feeling, Shayna is the face of this whole feud here. So. 
Can't wait to see what happens here. I'm going with Shayna to win on this one because it really would be such a big disservice if they give this to Ronda, even though she's supposed to be technically uh, the face of this match. But Dan, how? what's your thoughts on this match? Same with Devin. Great video package. Great video package. Great video package. That's WWE's standpoint. They're mm-hmm. the best of none when it comes to those. But I think Bay's... Baszler definitely is picking up the win. It's I could see it being a quick match, maybe 15, 20 minutes, send Ronda and send Ronda out on another WWE break. See you at the Rumble. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Courtney, what are your thoughts on this match? Well, they both have UFC uh, backgrounds, so that's going to work in both of their favors. And you're really uh, putting sister versus sister right here because Rhonda and Shayna are so close. She is uh, Rhonda's baby's godmother. So, mm-hmm. uh, but they're going to separate that and they're going to have a fight. But I am in the Queen of Spades corner on that night. I'm really hoping that if since this is an MMA rules match that they're not going to try to put it in Ronda's favor because Ro- I mean yeah because Ronda is the one who's very well known from you know UFC out of them two um, but I'm hoping that you know we're a little smart with this one and give it to the right person uh, give it to the right person to win this match. Um, and Devin says, do y'all think they will shoot in the MMA match? Courtney, we'll start with you. What do you think? Well, I, I, I'm really like a rookie at MMA and UFC. I don't watch at all. Mm-hmm. I just know about it through my friends on the interweb and stuff. I have a friend currently training to be an MMA fighter, so there's Jiu-Jitsu and all those styles so we'll see uh, I hope they do the I guess it's the octagon it, or am I getting that confused no it's the octagon it's the octagon okay okay the octagon around the ring so then it'll feel like a, a very much UFC fight who knows we might have some like I don't know, maybe Demisha Tate will show up or something like that. Just, you know, to support these girls who were former UFC fighters. And now one of them may possibly be leaving to go back. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Dan, what's your thoughts on this? Uh, I could see them maybe doing the fight pit. It'd be interesting to see if they do Mm -hmm. MMA rules with the fight pit. It'd be interesting time to bring back the fight pit. Yeah, I don't know. How, I wonder how they're going to uh, really make this different from a wrestling match. If they're going to do a fight pit or if they're going to put something around the ring to kind of make this feel like more MMA versus, you know, people trying to fight like MMA in a ring. That'll definitely give me like brawl for all vibes if they try to do it that way. I think it's going to be that. <laughs> I'm it's hoping that. it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> I really am. I'm hoping it's not them trying to do MMA match in a wrestling ring uh, with one of their refs who have no idea how the UFC rules go or anything like that. So I'm hoping that's not where it goes. Tim, what's your thoughts? First Lady, I was thinking with this match, MMA rules, there's one of three things. Uh, we get the Lion's Den match. We get the uh, 
damn, fuck. What was the other? What was the other ma- fight pit match? Or we get them with little MMA gloves. The only way you win the match is knockout or submission. I'm leaning towards option three: little MMA gloves, knockout, submission. Based off what I heard you just say, that's the opposite of what you'd like, though. So <laughs> that sucks. But I think that's where they're going to go with it. Yeah, uh, Wikipedia is saying a uh, professional wrestling version of MMA. Pinfalls are not a valid method of victory. Matches can typically only be won by knockout, submission, DQ, forfeit, or the referee's decision. Oh, DQ or forfeit? Oh, forfeit makes sense, which is yeah. submission. Oh. Or I guess someone throws in the towel. Oh, hell yeah. Um, yeah, so it could be possible that we may get the, the DQ of the night uh dq of the pay-per-view may go to them to continue the feud but i highly highly doubt that i hope that's not what is going to happen but yeah i think um i think they'll definitely because of the promo that um shana had cut had cut on ronda that they definitely going to make it look like this is like legit fight between two people two people who don't really who don't like each other i'm hoping that's how it goes to definitely really sell the few to us um because you know like dan said the wrestle the video packages that they put out there of this feud is definitely great um but the intensity of the feud just isn't like exactly there you know and truthfully it's mainly because of ronda Really, if Rhonda had was into it a hundred percent, you know, and especially the way that she cuts promos, unfortunately. Um, if she was into this a hundred percent, really giving it her all, I think this feud definitely would have been up there as one hottest feuds of the summer. Um, but unfortunately, that's not where we're at with that one. Um so then next up, we have the match that they're trying to make viral. i try to find it. Oh, no, there it is. The match that they're trying to make viral on social media. <laughs> they're definitely going to try to do some move, some uh, spot that's going to make things that we're going to end up talking about later on that night or the next day. And that is Ricochet going against Logan Paul. Um, Dan, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts on this match? I'm ready to see another Logan Paul ricochet crazy moment because you know them two got something crazy planned, mm-hmm. like when they hit each other in the ring or when they tried to do the same thing with the ladder and the money in the bank. You, you know them two are gonna go to try to get some something that's gonna go crazy, like them both jumping from like I don't even know, like from across the <laughs> ring, <laughs> like them trying to go hit something. Like try to one up each other, but I see Logan Paul winning it. Mm-hmm. I think Logan picks up the victory here. He's got to start picking up wins if he wants to be credible. That's true. Uh, Courtney, what are your thoughts on this match? Okay, my thoughts exactly is this it's gonna be a spot fest galore with pretty Ricky coming out, Ricochet as the winner. Sorry, Logan. Love your wrestling moves. You are talented in that, but other than that, you are a shit human. Sorry. Gotta say it. <laughs> Just gotta let it out, you know? <laughs> so, there's my thoughts on that uh, section of the program. <laughs> Somebody has to say it. Tim, what yeah. are your thoughts on this match? 
Yeah, I'm with Dango. It's uh, <clears throat> there's Logan Paul. It's uh, is Ricochet's name Roman Reigns? Nah. Is Ricochet's name Seth Rollins? Nah. Ricochet's name is Ricochet. And whilst for Ricochet, this is his biggest moment in his WWE career, which I 110% agree with. It's going to be in a losing effort. There's nothing wrong with that. Logan Paul, mainstream media, clicks, views all day. Logan Paul wins this match. He'll go on to say he beat Ricochet. What's next for me? Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, big shows. Logan Paul's going to be there, and he needs to notch wins. This will be a big win. And like Dango said, we'll get that viral moment. So it's Logan Paul. It's Logan Paul all day. Like, this is the one. Tribal Chief Logan Paul was like the two easiest matches on the show to predict. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah, I know that they're going to definitely do as many spots as they can off of this. This is going to look like a AEW match on Dynamite for sure. Um, that they're going to try to try to get as many gifts from this match as they can. Um, and I agree with y'all that Logan Paul should co- should come out here with the win especially if they're going to try to build them up for whatever feud that they're going to set them up for um, once the WrestleMania, once WrestleMania comes around. Um, Cause after this, I think he'll then show back up maybe survivor series. If they got something for him, if not, definitely um, the Royal rumble once, you know, we get start getting into WrestleMania uh, season, but I'm happy for Ricochet. You know, a couple of months ago, he was the tag team partner that got thrown in the ring by his own tag team partner. Um, and this is one of the biggest moments of his career. But I'm very happy that he is getting the time to shine and that, you know, he is going up against with someone who could really kind of keep up with his style of wrestling uh, as well. So I'm hoping that they... Well, I was hoping that they would get, you know, something else more out of it. But, you know, since it's the one of the big four pay-per-views, you know, a lot of the feuds are going to end here. It would be very weird if they try to continue this feud past SummerSlam um, unless they, you know, set something up at Payback and then set up Logan Paul for whatever feud at that point. But I'm going to go with um, Logan Paul here for the win um, as well. And then uh, finally, the next match before we get into the title matches, we have Brock Lesnar against Mr. Adversity, Cody Rhodes. And like I always say, every single time I give the disclaimer, Yes, I am the president of the Cody Rhodes <laughs> Haters Club. And that's with an A, not an ER. Uh, I think he's a cool person, you know, behind the scenes. But uh, when it comes to um, that guy. Hey, 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 hey. You know, he just got the documentary that just came out about him. Definitely building up the story which i checked out um yeah i got opinions of it i'm not going to say anything just yet i'll give it another week so that people can go ahead and check it out and everything like that uh before i talk about it and give like yeah i've seen it stuff (laughs) oh i could see where you're getting at some of the stuff there's some there's some negative comments in there 
Yeah, there's some interesting things that they uh that was said during that documentary that I'm like, you know, I don't don't really remember it going that way. Um, but yeah, I have my opinion. <clears throat> interesting. Documentary. Yeah, when it comes to AEW, I, it's uh it was something that it they gets very said. it gets very cashy. Yeah. Basically, he can't say anything about it actually. Yeah, technically he can't, but he can't. But yeah, it was Sounds just like uh, a lawyer issue, if you ask me. Yeah, but it was just uh, when they started talking about AEW, his role behind it. I was like, mm, I don't remember it going exactly that way. Um, but you know, the they had to uh, say it a certain way. So the fact that he comes to WWE is like more of a bigger thing but yeah when it came to you know the did he say did stuff, he say like he was the sole like he was responsible for the company existing they said him and a team of people came up yeah. with because i you know what i've always said it's gonna sound sick because i hated him in AEW, love him in wwe yeah. but i've said from day one there is no aew without cody rhodes it's tony khan it is yeah. cody rhodes technically company doesn't day. exist Without those two, period. Fuck the young ones. They don't need Hangman. They don't need Kenny. Without Cody's mind and without Tony's money, that company doesn't exist. Honestly, Cody should have all of like the credit. I think for that. I honestly, yes, I completely agree with you, Tim. There, but also one of the thing is what was said in that documentary. The one thing he said, the best part in my favorite part about that documentary is when Cody has the conversation with Triple H about the writer. About the writer that was a dick to him backstage. He's backstage typing on his laptop. There's a writer. He's ignoring him, giving the the five minutes, five minutes. Yeah. And then he the guy looks over, the guy's typing nothing. His computer's off. And he's talking about like backstage at AEW for Cody. No, no. No, it's WWE before he left. Oh like, I one of the like this one this like they made it seem like that was one of the biggest reasons why he left. And, and like, yet, and then Triple H basically told him, Triple H stopped him in the hallway and basically was like, he's like, he told him about what happened with the writer and writer. He's like, he just wants to go back there and punch the writer. Writer said, Triple H basically told him, go punch him. Go rattle some cages. Rattle some cages. Interesting. Yeah. Basically, yeah. if you want to get technical, Triple H is the one that created AEW. <laughs> he rattled cages. Yeah. He wow. was, yeah, that's so Triple H told the writer to fuck with Cody basically, and that made Cody leave. That no, no, he no, he was he was hyping up Cody because Cody was very upset about the writer. And according mm. to the documentary, Triple H was like, Well, if you want their attention, just rattle some cages. And then the way that the document is set up, oh. that's what caused Cody to eventually oh. leave, create his own name, and create and he was the one that created AEW. Um, and that, you know, he did all that. And then they like, once they started talking about AEW, they mainly talked about the fact that he created AEW and then it cuts to him saying, I can't talk about the reason why I left, but it was personal issues. So it's just like, and that's what I was very interesting about. That's what I was very interested about is how they're going to explain the reason why he left, what he did outside of WWE and then him coming back because mm -hmm. He created an anti-WWE thing. That was his whole thing when he mm -hmm. was gone. And that was all that he... That's pretty much the biggest thing he did in AEW. 
was create a um a big anti uh wwe thing so yeah. and i was i was very uh i was very curious the, of what imagine the throne and uh yeah. all, all, all the you know where the, like the, where the where the opposition were different yeah. you know all that all that stuff yeah yeah and weird it was weird and they made it like really uh seem like like no i i just wanted to create a name for myself what's going on marcus thank you so much for tuning in uh it's faction cast saying preach tim they do a lot of stuff tim they did a lot of stuff in it tim they they talk about the injury how he told every how he lied to everyone backstage saying oh yeah it doesn't hurt it doesn't hurt it doesn't hurt the arm the arm and then and then he admits and then he admits right after because i know they're gonna see this now yeah yeah, I tore my pec. It hurts. It hurts like hell. <laughs> it was the worst pain I ever went through. And I'm like, what? What? Uh, Devin says clearly Cody was the structure behind AEW. And Faction Cast says, I think Cody and Tony signed an NDA. Which I figured that they can't really talk about the reason why they left. But I was hoping that they... I knew that they were glossed over the fact that he was very anti-WE once he left. And the fact that they were like singing his praises when he was on the indie scene. I forgot who it was that they interviewed. They was like, yeah, he was the biggest person on the indie scene. And I'm like, no, he wasn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember that part. <laughs> he was the he's the best person on the indie scene. I was like, no, he wasn't. No, the he wasn't is, he even the biggest person. person on the Bullet Club. So it's because yeah. he went to every it's because at one point he was in every promotion. He literally said he he showed up at every end. He literally took every indie booking, even if it was like a hundred dollars. Yeah, like if you had a cheap indie promotion, he would have went to it just exactly. to get his name out there. Just to get his name out there. So yeah, so they really made it like yeah. Cody left because he wanted to make a name for himself. He made such a big name for himself that he created a you know a whole rivalry company, and he wanted to. He said that the reason why he wanted to leave because he felt like WWE was home. Um, and in little detail, too, I we're, we're talking spoilers now. Little detail <laughs> that I found very interesting was Vince flew out to his house. So the way that they said it, Bruce Pritchard said they found out that he did not reassign with AEW. And Bruce Pritchard said, oh, if you hear, if you speak to Cody, let him know I we want to talk to him. And apparently Cody called him back in five minutes. Once he put that out there, they flew out. Vince flew out to his house and Cody said that he was hoping that he would get like some type of closure or something like that. And it became something else. And the reason why he came back to WWE, cause he felt like he was that WWE was actually home and he felt like he had unfinished business. And I was like, I think the true story is they promised him the title. Yo, and first lady, let's be honest, as big of an AEW fan as I am, as much as we all could love AEW, okay? There is there is only there is only one, and I mean one fucking world championship in the world. I don't even really consider impact a world title. I don't consider ROH a fucking world title. There is one, there is one world championship, and that is the W. W.E. title. And it's not that fake-ass one that Seth Rollins is holding right now. It is the one that Roman Reigns is holding, and that is it. So when Cody didn't win at 39, and half of us were like, what the fuck? And the other half are like, yay, the story's gonna continue. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, Hon- honestly, I get continue. it. We're going to go to 40. And Cody is going to win this biggest championship he has ever seen. Ain't no AEW fucking title. It's not no impact. Fucking it's not no secondary championship title. title. It's not the NWA World Championship in 20 fucking 20. It's nothing in Japan. It is the WWE title that the tribal chief has held for over a thousand days. And what is going to be bigger than that? Hell yeah, yeah. I promise that. And what else did he get? He went from 500K to 5 million a year. Okay. So, yes. Hell yes. I think he was promised the title at 39. I think that's what it was. Mm. And Triple H, I feel like, changed the idea last minute because... I think he pitched it to him. Okay. I think they pitched to him. Triple H pulled a Vince. There, I said it. (laughs) Yeah. that You know, as Devin says, hashtag forever champ. They have money making with you know, Roman Reigns and the bloodline, and they weren't ready to take the title off of him. Yes. Can't you just see Cody, though, being the kind of guy who is like, I don't have a story. I wrestled Seth Rollins. So what, I tore my pec. Big deal. My story, imagine the adversity that I will have to go through if I lose to Roman. I fucking pick up Brody Jr. I give him his kiss. I pick up Liberty. I give her her kiss. I kiss my wife. I kiss my mom. I kiss Teal. I get in the ring. I beat Tribal Chief's ass. I get my ass beat. I'm about to win. Out of nowhere, Solo comes, and it's done. And now he gets this documentary. This documentary, probably, in all honesty, and I was the Cody guy screaming. I was on my knees when he lost. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. But at the end of the day, does this documentary really mean anything if Cody uh, won like Mania? I uh, think that this was all meant to be him winning because that documentary stopped at WrestleMania. I think this was. I think he was yes, supposed to win unless, unless at Mania. Unless he did, he did say in the AEW uh, in the Fightful interview that there. That he's in talks to be a sequel eventually at some point. He wants to do a sequel documentary, mm-hmm. but even if WWE doesn't do it, he said he'll finance it in him himself. Yeah. He wants the cameras to follow him. Um, he wants the cameras to follow him when he gets the first title win for the Rhodes family, the first official mm-hmm. title run for the Rhodes family. So I think Vince pitched to him. You're, you're going to win at Mania 39. We'll have, you know, documentary and everything like that. And we'll, you know, put you pretty much you'll be the big thing from Mania 38 to Mania 39. And I think Triple H made the business decision. You have a lot of money with the bloodline. Everyone tunes into the bloodline and that, you know, you got to go where the money follows. And they probably he probably told, you know, Cody, hey, we'll do it next year. You got your peck torn. You know, you lost you know, time you for us to really build you up like that for you to immediately take the title off of Roman. And so, yeah, and that's why they had that documentary. Uh, no, Faction cast. But- and no, Tim, they did not freeze the, his contract because he did do work for the company while he was injured. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was unsigned. He still was working with AEW, he said. He was unsigned for months. Mm-hmm. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, I didn't think he was ever signed when he was working that Sammy Guevara program. It just, yo, Everything that dude did in AEW was off base, though. Cody on screen in AEW, for other than Dustin, was awful. Awful, 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 awful. Cody sucked in AEW. Sucked. He did. And his whole 
over story dramatic bullshit that he does works in WWE because they got three hours for him to fucking go out there and spin his fucking tail away. In AEW, no one wants to listen to that same bullshit every fucking week over. <laughs> yeah. That's Running why I'm keeping black. the same energy. It's, it, it, it's just That's different. Not- Right. Yeah, this is how I felt felt about him at AEW. I felt as though the over baby facing thing is a little bit too much. And like, I don't know about how he feels that if he was okay with losing the title because this is the same person who himself decided not to give himself a title and then gets upset that he couldn't get a title. And then uh... was TNT champion. And then you know, you know, a lot of people didn't really feel him after a while because then we had Brody as the TNT champion and you know his title reign was very exciting um, especially when he was going against Cody and the fans slowly started to turn on Cody Um, go ahead what are you about to say Dan I I saw I had a meet I saw a meme when 39 came out it was a video of Triple H backstage watching someone showed him the throne breaking during that match and he was like Okay, never mind. Change, change the ending. <laughs> how did how did no one show show me this? Yeah. Uh, so faction cast says, how do y'all feel about the secondary company comments? Um, I think it was Triple H who mentioned it. He called AEW the secondary company, not the piss ant company. Definitely big upgrade from the piss ant company to now the secondary company. I mean. Technically, that's big comments by Triple H. It is. It is. <laughs> I don't take it's, it's, that as a. I don't take that as a. Uh, he sees them as competition. I yeah. think he deep. As, he loves seeing his people watching them. Why do you think they start being a dick to Tony when, when, when he took over when Stephanie took over? Yeah. Yep. Basically, Everyone thought it was going to be opposite. That now that Triple H, including myself. Now that Triple H took over, they're going to be uh, maybe we can get this AEW WWE thing because Vince isn't in charge. Hell no! Triple H is like Triple H and Nick Khan were like, "Fuck you!" Bobby Fish to get him leave. <laughs> right, he, mm-hmm. right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then that's why TK's like, "What bitch? You're trying to take my fucking talent?" No, no. Honestly, I thought that was the funniest comment ever because you know that Jeff Hardy's broke his deal just so he can go over there. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> walking through the yes. crowd like a zombie, like oh, yeah, no doubt, no <laughs> doubt. No, I yes. think that that was other things. I won't go into detail, so because I respect Jeff Hardy, so yeah, we'll never, we'll probably never get the actual full story into a course until the episode of Dark yep. Side of the Ring or something yep. like that. Uh, Faction Cast, I mean, he was the biggest name because casual fans know Cody. They did, but I heard of the, when I heard about the Bullet Club and everything going over in New Japan, in New Japan I heard about the Elite, which had Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and plus Cody there as well versus, you know, me just solely here. You know, you know which part they Cody. forgot to mention in that documentary that I know was fact- is mm-hmm. Kevin Owens giving the Young Bucks number? Kevin Owens was the one that gave Cody Young Bucks because yeah. Kevin Owens was one of the first people to know Cody was coming back because he mm-hmm. kept texting him. He's like, "Where are you? Where are you?" And Kevin o- and Cody kept telling him stupid answers. Yeah, yeah, and he did. T- me- yeah, KO did mention that he was like, you know, I knew where he was. I knew he was there because I kept asking him, and he finally said, "I'm on the bus." Yeah, they did <laughs> skip over that fact. They didn't really mention the Bullet Club in that documentary. They just mentioned how he the was Bucks. just so big 
Uh, he was so big in the Indies, and he was the best thing they gave going the Bucks in the credit. Indies. They did give the Bucks they the credit. They, they got their mention in my credit. name. Yeah. They, and they did get a thank you. If you actually go to the credits, they got a thank you in the credits. Oh, I didn't, yeah, I didn't see the credits. But yeah, that's cool. one, when When the song plays, when Kingdom plays, because that's when Kingdom finally plays is the credits. Yeah, I is when they finally drop King. Because <laughs> if you watch the credits, he thanks them at the bottom. So nice. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> they probably had no idea that happened. Like, I think Triple H saying that, like you said, going from piss at common to secondary brand. I mean, that what is what is so shameful about being secondary brand to a company who has going on 40 fucking WrestleManias. Vince and company have eaten and destroyed everything in his path. And maybe they do it to AEW down the road. Who knows? But he has fucking eaten and shit out everything in his fucking way. Now, you got the biggest competition since WCW right here. And sure, it might not be monetary competition, but as far as wrestling competition goes, this is the closest thing that we've seen since WCW. And uh, AEW is actually the closest thing that we've seen since WCW. And I would love WCW, which totally makes sense why I love AEW. So There you go. Faction Cast says AEW is not competition. WWE is a global company. AEW is a generic yeah. brand. No, it's not. You know, of course, nothing could compare to WWE. I mean, oh, WWE's yeah. got fifty year, about 50 years going soon. And it's all over the world, but it is competition for the talent. As we seen, you know, we saw Brian Danielson leave WWE on good terms because he wanted to wrestle people around the world. I mean, he mainly told Vince McMahon, "You you can, I, I want, I want the one thing you can't give me. I want to bleed." And 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 he and he said that, and he also said that, and that's why Vince almost had an agreement with New Japan mm-hmm. to try yeah. to keep him. Vince yeah. almost reached an agreement with New Japan. And look at a great point by just great, great point, JD. Plus, John Moxley. Yes. You don't think WWE right now would have fucking loved to get their hands on Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and Hangman? No. Like, they would have fucking loved to get their hands on those guys. And what happened? They just got re-signed in AEW. They wanted Roosh. They weren't going to pay for Roosh, but they wanted Roosh. I'm sure to pair up with Dragon Lee. They fucking AE Dubs got Roosh, all right? Malachi, he we float. Like so many guys right now, they would have loved to get all of Undisputed Era back. You'd love to have Adam Cole back. So, yes, you're right. For the actual industry, AEW is the biggest in ring competition that we have seen. And this ain't Impact, it ain't New Japan, it ain't the NWA. It is nothing fucking close. It's WWE, it's AEW, and it is literally everyone else down here, and it's not close. It really is not. It's no, it's no, it's no ifs, ands, or buts. If that's the case, then why does AEW put me to sleep? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I said, it was mainly for the talent. I mean, look what Randy Orton did. Randy Orton used the threat of going to AEW just to get a bigger contract. Back in before AEW came around, I mean, you pretty, I'm sure, pretty much. People had to accept what was given to them. And when people got let go, that was pretty much the end of them, unless you saw them at, you know, a 
WrestleCon event or something like that. Now people get let go. They have more opportunities. And with the help of AEW, attention was put is more put on New Japan. They're, you know, connecting with Impact and even different um, indies as well. The You know, indies that you don't really hear of as well. <laughs> but yeah, AEW really helps out the talent so that if they got let go or if they you know, aren't satisfied to where they're at, they kind of get a new a re- a reborn. Like we saw with John Moxley. I mean, before he left, Dean Ambrose, I mean, he had a, the potted plant and the mop and, you know, getting the needle shots in his ass and stuff like that. And now look at him with John Moxley, you know, main eventing. He had the title reign for a long time as well. And then before AEW uh, came about, they were trying to go after Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks when AEW first started. And it's such a big platform. I mean, look at Dragon Lee now. Would Dragon Lee have gone to, would Dragon, would they have went to Dragon Lee if it wasn't for AEW, you know? So it's really given a lot of people a platform to be seen in front of wrestling fans, people who, you know, didn't know the didn't know wrestlers beforehand before WWE like Ricky Starks, um, Eddie Kingston, you know people who we known in you know NWA or in the Indies and things like that. Now they have a platform, uh, the acclaimed as well. Like you imagine, I'll, you know, would the acclaim have would the acclaim be big and possibly could go over to you know WWE if it wasn't for AEW and the popularity that they have gained from it. I mean, FTR is another big name of people who wasn't treated well in WWE, goes over to AEW, and look, they're traveling traveling the world, winning titles and things like that. So, you know, if, even though, yeah, you know, AEW is a technically competition to WWE, and I don't know why people try to make it that way and compare ratings and stuff like that. Like nothing could compare to WWE. You know, they got millions of people tuning in. They don't even have to announce anything. They could sit there and say, you know, Raw's next week and people will still tune in no matter what. I mean, people tune in, still tuning in after, even after the PG era and everything like that and Cena wins. And, you know, so yeah, they're not exactly competition, you know, dollar for dollar, but it really helps wrestlers to get time to shine, mm-hmm. to get the exposure that they wouldn't have gotten um, you know, with going to Impact or NWA or New Japan or something like that, more more exposure to the American audience and TV. You know, Jericho says that with AEW, he's made more money than he ever made in his life. Um, so yeah, it's just things like that. You know, the fact that WWE actually had Jade Cargill and you know didn't sign her. Now she's with AEW. She's like the biggest thing in, in AEW. And now I'm sure WWE is going to want her now because of the star power that she brought because of AEW. So that's what I really appreciate about AEW that is really given wrestlers that bit of an alternative that, you know, the WWE is no longer the end all be all. You know, that if you want to be on TV, have the exposure, deal with fans and stuff like that, um, instead of having to go back to the Indies or go outside the country, uh, that you at least have now a platform where you can still be on TV and wrestle big matches and stuff like that. <clears throat> yeah, and it's like, it's like you said, it doesn't just work one way. It works both ways. Randy Orton got his because of it. Kevin Owens got his because of it. And then he got to main event back-to-back WrestleManias because of it. Oh, KO, you're going to sign with us? Oh, we'll give you Stone Cold. Oh, we're going to give you a big-ass contract to support your family? Yeah. When you get to WrestleMania against Stone, main event against Stone Cold. 
Oh, and then main event with your best fucking friend. Like, did they know that was going to happen? No. But you got the main event against Stone Cold. Like, come the fuck on. That's all you need. Plus 3.5 mil a year to support your family. Good. There you go. Johnny Gargano. Leverage AE dub for Mm -hmm. bigger bucks in WWE. Now you got Max and Wardlow and Jade. And you're going to have these up-and-coming talent from AEW and maybe eventually guys like Sammy and Darby and, you know, that Ricky and they don't want to stay, they'll ever go. But, you know, like you said, these are indie guys, smaller level guys that we would have never probably known without AEW. They can go and get themselves millions, whether it's from Tony or from the WWE umbrella. So it works. It works both ways. And it's it's nice to see. And it's I wish we didn't have the Internet. Well, we wouldn't be doing this then. But it would be nice <laughs> to see, like, surprise factors. Who's yeah. going to pop up here? Who's going to pop up there like we had back in the day? But it's still nice, like you said, having a, uh, an alternative to be able to see a guy say, I don't want to do this anymore under WWE's umbrella. I'll go do it here. Even I don't want to do this under AEW's under umbrella. I'm going to go do it here under WWE like a Dragon Lee, and hopefully he gets that fat-ass payday one day on the main roster like he deserves. Yeah, definitely. Uh, David said Trips knew what he was doing. He said that comment. TK fell for it again. Got emotional. Mm-hmm. I didn't even see his response to it, but I can only imagine uh, what he said about it. He just needs to get the hell off of Twitter sometimes. Uh, Devin also says Vince was right to n- not let Daniel go to New Japan because all they do is injure you, and he was proven right in the end. Yeah, but uh, you know, but Daniel got to be happy and wrestle people that he always wanted to wrestle. Um, as well as I think he always wanted to wrestle um, Okada. So, you know, get the dream matches or him versus Kenny Omega, the dream match that, you know, we all wanted to see and everything like that. But yeah, so we went on a whole ass tangent of Cody in this documentary. Like I always say, we always go on a tangent, but we got to get to the predictions. Tim, what are your thoughts on this match? What match are we talking about? We're talking about Cody versus Brock Lesnar, you know? (laughs) Yeah. What match are we talking about? (laughs) Cody versus Cody from Cody versus AEW. Cody versus Triple H. Is Cody boring in AEW? No, no. uh, You know, Cody Cody got the roll-up win over Brock in the first match. Uh, Brock decimated Cody the second time. Well, actually, Cody kind of beat Brock's ass the second time, and then Brock got the win, which was really weird change yeah. of events. I, I digress. Uh, I mean, it's Cody. It's Cody all day. It's There's no other choice but Cody to win this match. And could this all have been one program? After WrestleMania, Cody wins the belt, and his first program is supposed to be Brock Lesnar. Sure. I'm still not buying it, though. Cody wins this match, while, uh, continuing his road to adversity. And after the match, we get a returning Wyndham. I don't know what the fuck he returns as. Fiend, Bray Wyatt, I don't know what the fuck he is in nowadays. But he will be our big return. He'll attack Cody after the match, and we'll get some sort of Wyndham and Cody feud over the next couple of months, and that'll be his next piece of adversity. Mm-hmm. Courtney, what are your thoughts on this match? Well, this... This match is going to be obviously a lot of hitting, a lot of F5s, and yes, believe it or not, I'm a big Cody fan, but your girl (laughs) went the business decision. She went with the F5 master. Yes, I'm talking about none other than what I call him is Broccoli Lesnar, but (laughs) Brock. 
Um, my thoughts on this match, um, you know, we got Cody once again going over going against the biggest heel. Um, I feel like, you know, this is gonna be the can Cody survive type of situation, which pretty much how Brock Lesnar matches normally go. He gets a lot of offense in the beginning and then Towards the end of the match, whoever he goes against suddenly gets that breath of wind and start getting um, some offense in and whatnot and go from there. Um, I th- I picked Cody to win this feud, even though I would love for it to be Brock Lesnar. But, of course, we got to finish the story and everything like that. And I was just unsure of who Cody would go against after this because, um, like I said previously, so far, they've been putting him against the big heels so that he can get cheered for, um, you know, with Roman and then um, with Roman, then Dominic, um, Seth Rollins at first, too, when he was tech, he was still, you know, the heel and everything. And now we got Brock, excuse me, Brock Lesnar. So I'm very curious of who he would go against. Very interesting, Tim, that you brought up. Bray Wyatt. I don't know if, you know, because they really want to protect him as far as him being like the biggest baby face. So I don't know if putting him against Bray Wyatt would be uh, a good idea because there are a big section of fans that are, you know, really big Bray Wyatt fans. And I know that they don't, in order for him to really continue on the story and eventually get that um, underdog win at Mania, they really want to keep him, you know, as far as being cheered against whoever the biggest heels are. So I don't know if we're going to have him go against Dominic again at that point or something, but yeah, they, they've been putting him against the, the heels that can be easily booed and have him cheered. So I'm very curious where we're going to go. Why from not here. put him against Gunther or Walter as I still call him? Yeah, they definitely could put him against Gunther. It was rumored that that's supposed to be the Mania uh, match. I mean, that could be, you know, the feud leading up to uh, Royal Rumble or something. But they need to figure out who he's going to face um, from SummerSlam to Survivor Series. Then I guess, you know, if it's Gunther at this point or if it's going to be Gunther once we are leading up to um, the Royal Rumble. But... I'm just very curious of who who else would be because you you have like maybe two few two three feuds for him to do between now and before he uh face Roman at Mania. Uh, what's going on, Maddie Daddy? Fantasy football. Thank you so much for tuning in, giving the five stars. But yeah, I I'm just curious of of who they're gonna have him go against because but there are but so many you know, big heels that as soon as you put Cody against them, that they automatically get booed besides Gunther. Um, but, you know, I don't know. You can't really him versus Gunther. I don't think they can make that. What last. about Seamus? Seamus is on my... SmackDown technically. Yeah. Oh, Seamus well. would get cheered. That's the thing. Yeah, that that is it's, true. It's so hard. I that's would... why you can't do. Yeah. That's why you can't put him against like a Seth or maybe you put him against like a Finn if Finn wins the world title. Yeah. You could put him yeah. against Finn. He, Finn he could... could do that. Yeah. Because then that would be Balor Club versus Bullet Club, technically. Yeah. Yeah, you got to start putting... I guess from there, yeah, you could put him against Judgment Day. That will be smart. Um, you have him go against Damian Priest 
at that point, you know, you got Dom in there to kind of draw that heat um, towards uh, Damien or Finn at that point. But yeah, they definitely got to come up with um, pure heels for Cody to go against so that he can be pretty much 100% cheered so that when he goes against Roman that he's still getting the cheers like he did uh, at Mania 39. Uh, but Dan, what's your thoughts on this match? Uh, I think it's going to be a great match. I think when Brock wants, when Brock wants you when Brock wants to actually work with someone Brock will put in the full detail especially people who are like small Brock and like yes. he, he's had those great matches where he's got that someone that can match his style with the speed at least mm -hmm. match Brock's heaviness yeah definitely it'll definitely work because yeah. you know once Brock is there then you know he's all the way in there Mm -hmm. uh, as far as selling and everything like that, uh, faction cast have him go against Imperium with DIY or Alpha Academy at his side. That would be cool. That would definitely be a great way to bring in DIY and definitely give them, you know, mm -hmm. uh, give them the I because you know the, the the casual fans don't know about DIY just yet. I mean, all of us who watch NXT, of course, yeah. knows of DIY. Yeah. So, and we already had Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa on the roster. So they definitely need a very hard reset if you're going to try to bring back DIY. Because uh, we had Tommaso Ciampa teamed up with The Miz when he first came up and, you know, um, have all that going before he got injured. And then you had Johnny Gargano, who was just pretty much there. They brought him back. He was still pretty much there again. So, yeah, they definitely need a hard reset. Um, so if, I guess if you want to really bring them back as DIY, immediately have the fans like, no, okay, these guys are cool and really, um, really give them the spotlight that, yeah, that would be a good idea to put them, team them up with Cody to have them a go against Imperium at that point as well. Um, so now we are getting into the title matches, um, the next match is for the women's championship, um, WWE, the WWE women's championship, which is Asuka going against Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair. The feud where the champion is not the spotlight. <laughs> the champion is just there as an accessory as this is pretty much Bianca, uh, versus Charlotte Flair of who should be the rightful number one contender. Uh, Courtney, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts on this match? My thoughts is this exactly. Plastic Barbie doll. Yes, Plastic Barbie doll. Yes, I said it. I'm unspoken about Plastic Barbie doll, which i.e. is Charlotte. You can go away and stay away. Go make beautiful babies with Andrade. If you want to, but uh, this this should be all about Oscar all day long. Uh, EST, I love her. She's great talent, but I got the champ retaining. I love Oscar, and nobody's ready for Oscar. Yeah, I'm hoping that Oscar retains as well. Faction cast giving his prediction of uh. Charlotte wins with EO cashing in. Do we that really want that though? No. Well, you know, I don't want yeah. EO cashing in on Asuka. That's why I'm hoping no, she does I don't, not I cash don't think in. She 
catches in just yet. I think they're going to wait till about a month or two before Mania, and then Damian Pace and EO's cash in both. Okay. Yeah, I'm ho- I'm I'm hoping that there is a a nice feud between EO and Oscar. Um, you know, outside the whole cashing in thing. Uh, Tim, what are your thoughts on this match? <clears throat> so I was 50-50. KPG said 50 of it. The other 50, it's nobody's ready for Asuka. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I'm sure of is Bianca's not walking out of this with the belt. Um, Bianca, no. Charlotte maybe gets the win. If Charlotte does win, it's just to give her another notch on her belt before EO catches in on her. Then what do you do? EO, Charlotte, Asuka? I don't know. I don't think that's going to be the case. I also don't know that you do Charlotte and Bianca one-on-one at a silly pay-per-view like Payback. That's a WrestleMania match. If I see, if I want Charlotte and Bianca one-on-one, I want that one-on-one for the first time in a night one main event for the fucking women's championship. Like, Charlotte and Bianca at Payback is like a wasted John Cena-Roman Reigns match in the middle of fucking September. It's just stupid. <laughs> That's what it reminds me of, and I don't want that. So wherever they're going with this going forward, Charlotte and Bianca need to separate until WrestleMania time. So I guess it leaves Asuka to win and maybe go one-on-one with Bianca again, maybe just start feuding with Bailey and EO. I don't exactly know how it's going to go, but Asuka needs to win. EO needs not cash in. Asuka needs to walk away from this pay-per-view with her belt and let her continue to defend it. Again, I don't know who that is against in September, but she's got to be the one who walks out with this belt. It's got to be Asuka. Yeah. Devin bringing up a good note that uh, Charlotte (laughs) always get cashed in on. So it could be that they may pull it off and put it on Charlotte just to get EO to cash in and then maybe have the feud between EO and Asuka from there Um, because I'm ready for EO and Asuka, if you give me all the Japanese promos and everything uh, from there, mm-hmm. just straight up anime, the whole the whole feud. Um, I'm going for Asuka, of course. I love Asuka. I'm hoping that we get, you know, true Asuka since we have the, you know, the face paint of Kana um, at this point. And I'm hoping that she gets booked properly as a champion this time, but so far they haven't really been doing a good job, especially with this feud that it's been mainly all about Bianca and Charlotte Flair of who should properly be the number one contender for Asuka. And Asuka has been pretty much just there. Um, Which is very frustrating because, you know, the first time she was champion, she wasn't really given the proper um, respect in my opinion. Um, actually, the second time she was champion, she wasn't really given the proper um, respect, in my opinion. Um, and even when she won the Royal Rumble, she wasn't really given the proper respect, in my opinion, because then that's when Ronda Rousey appeared. So I'm yeah. ho- I was hoping that with this title feud, especially that she had the kind of makeup and everything like that, and she was getting more of like psycho versus, you know, the dancing and stuff like that, that she would have been booked as, you know, the way that she was in NXT, just like kicking straight ass, not taking any shit or anything like that. But it seems like we're reverting back to the dancing Asuka that um, we did because we I saw that she did it. Um, where are we on? SmackDown. So yeah. we saw her do it a little bit at SmackDown. She was talking to EO. So 
don't know. I'm hoping that they keep the title on Asuka. If they do decide for Asuka to drop it, that it will go to Charlotte, and then Charlotte immediately gets cashed in on. Like, pull the Daniel Bryan of uh, of mm-hmm. SummerSlam 2013 at this point. That's my thoughts. I'm hoping that's what it would be. Um, let's see, Dan's still away. We'll get his uh, thoughts once he comes back. So for the next match that we got here, um, no, that's not where we're going. The next match for the World Heavyweight Championship, we got Seth freaking Rollins going against Finn Balor. Of course, I'm assuming... uh, I don't think there's any stipulations that the Judgment Day is barred from ringside or anything like that. So I'm assuming that Rhea, Dom, and um, Rhea, Dom, and Damian will all be ringside for this match. Um, Tim, what are your thoughts on this match? This one's tough. This is the most 50-50 match of the night. I don't know. Uh, I want to say Rollins in a big, bad way. I want to say Balor because Balor makes a lot of sense. Seven-year redemption plan. But is Finn Balor really the guy? Is he the guy who they want to put the title on? I know that Triple H loves Finn Balor. I love Finn Balor. Seth got his moment. I, I, I was screaming, who needs to be the inaugural champion? Seth Rollins. But then I was also screaming, Drew McIntyre needs to instantly come back, turn heel, attack Seth Rollins, and we get Seth versus Drew at SummerSlam, to which Drew should be winning this belt. And as the Scottish psychopath, maniacal as fuck. Instead, we get this stupid fuck baby Drew back against Gunther. Cool, good match. Waste of fucking everyone's time. Um, Drew shouldn't be more involved with this. I don't know. It, again, it's cool. It's 50-50. The match, match at Money in the Bank was very, very disappointing in ring. So I think that they might have been waiting to ramp it up in this match. I expect a fucking banger in ring in this match. And again, the drama's there. Balor could win. Seth could win. And Damian Priest is looming. Will Priest cash, cash in on Seth? Will Priest cash in on Balor if Balor wins? I don't know. Seth probably walks away with the belt and we get more Judgment Day beefing. So I'm going to go with Seth. But by the time Saturday comes, there's a very, very good chance that on my spreadsheet, I'm going to have Finn Balor's name written down. Because that is how undecided I am about this whole thing. Because I don't know who's next for Seth. I, I, yeah. I just I think about it and I don't know who's next for Seth. Finn wins. Damien cashes in on Finn. <clears throat> I honestly think the likelihood goes Balor pre or Seth Priest Balor for who's winning walking out with the title. I'm just this is this is the one I'm most torn about on the whole show. I guess I'll go with Seth. Long-winded final answer, Seth. <laughs> yeah, they really painted themselves in a in a corner with having Damien with the Money in the Bank briefcase <laughs> and having Finn Balor be like, "I want the title as well." Uh, Courtney, what are your thoughts on this match? Uh, well, it's seven years too late in my opinion because when uh Finn got hurt and he Rollins cost Finn the Universal title. Uh, we should have had a year later. We should have had this feud. We did not. We're waiting seven years too late. Um, but uh, I say, Mister Drip Drip God over there, Mister, I have no fashion. Seth Rollins wins. 
<laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see what ridiculous shit that uh, Seth Rollins is going to wear. Um, but yeah, I agree that this whole seven-year thing, I mean, Finn Balor and Seth Rollins been around each other for the past seven years, and then Finn Balor suddenly remembered, oh yeah, I was, I did have the Universal Championship match, and then Seth laughed in my face when um when I lost the title and he won the title or whatever like that. Um, this would have been a cool storyline had we had got it within a year or two of Finn Balor returning from that injury. But now that we got it seven years later, we could have changed up a little bit had Finn Balor say like, hey, you think you deserve this title, you don't deserve this title or something along those lines. Um, but um, uh, as far as my pick, I think it may go to Finn Balor here um, because the, they're really building up the Judgment Day to kind of be sort of the replacement for the bloodline kind of pretty much breaking up at this point. Uh, it's definitely going to be a big void as far as, you know, the big faction um, to kind of carry WWE at this point. Um, so I, in the way that they're building up judgment day, of course, them showing up at NXT, all four of them, um, at certain times and everything with Dom, dirty Dom, of course, being the North American champion, uh, Rhea being the women's champion, which, you know, she doesn't have a title on here. I don't know if they, and I don't know if she's defending on, well, no, she's, she's raw. So I don't know if they're going to have her defend on raw after the pay-per-view or anything like that but it is a shame that we won't have Rhea defending the title but i'm sure she's going to be wearing something that'll just have everyone just god damn <laughs> of <course. laughs> and of course buddy murphy just punching the air and everything like that uh he'll tweet out something there's, the next there's buddy day murphy for you <laughs> So yeah, but my pick is gonna go um with uh Finn Balor. Devin saying Uncle Eddie's son is next. <laughs> but I'm gonna go with Finn Balor to win here. Truthfully, I think Seth Rollins is so good character-wise, whatever he does, that he really doesn't need the title in order to get himself put over. But I think Finn Balor definitely needs the title at this point he just felt like he's been missing something for a while even though like uh he is the leader of the judgment day the judgment day has been definitely doing a lot better um with him as the leader but i think like he's just been kind of missing something you know this whole time and um i would just really would love to see how he would have been had he had not gotten injured and you know stayed as the um universal champion so i would love to see what the title reign with finn balor is going to be and to kind of like really uh they can definitely pull the storyline of the ten a possible tension uh between damien and finn balor the fact that damien has the briefcase of you know who he's going to cash in they may pull some shit and have him cash in on the nxt championship you know and try to go this whole you know or um or who knows who he's going to cash in and kind of have, you know, Judgment Day hold titles of pretty much every single um, brand in WWE. Uh, but Dan, what's your thoughts on this match? I see Finn winning. I see maybe a Damian Priest cash in and maybe uh, you see a 
like a JD McDonough debut. Mm-hmm. JD, say maybe helping out Finn because he he was in the weeds with him a couple weeks back. They really just never really catch on him. Like he was backstage talking to him, and he is yeah. his protege, so you never know. Maybe he's he called him in case something like that happens, or maybe you have a Damian Priest get just rejected with the briefcase. He pulls a Baron Corbin. Hope that doesn't happen because, like I said, they really painted themselves in the corner with him having the briefcase and Finn going after the title. And they're both in the same faction that you're trying to build up and kind of like take over the void. What if we see the meltdown of the uh, the uh, Judgment Day? What if we see like Damian Priest get kicked out of Judgment Day like Edge did? And then, i.e., there comes uh, Finn's uh, number one student, J.D. Madonna. Yeah, that's that. a good idea. Because I, I really don't want them to break up the Judgment Day. Because they really have right. a good thing going with, you know, especially yeah. with Rhea and Dom um, and everything like that. And, of course, with Damien, the archer, um, winning that briefcase. So, yeah, I can see something like that happening. Uh, what's up, Gitchell? What's good, up? homies? Thank you so much for tuning in. But yeah, I can see something like that happening. Um, but I'm just hoping that, you know, Damien has a successful cash-in. Somehow Finn wins the the uh, belt and the judgment date doesn't break up too badly. But you can have, you know, it. you can have it work that way to have, you know, Damien end up getting kicked out of out of the um judgment day and then have him kind of be the face and then so that way when he does go to cash in on finn balor really wouldn't hurt either one of them mm-hmm. or um hurt judgment day as well uh get says damien fakes the cash in to get finn Ooh. the wind mm-hmm. kind of similar to what he uh was doing um what pay-per-view was that money in the bank i think it was where uh, he mm-hmm. stood up with the briefcase and distracted Finn, and uh, that caused Seth Rollins to win. Have a repeat of that, and then have you know Seth Rollins get distracted or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Have Finn mm-hmm. win at that point, kind of be the two of them, be cool because Damian kind of helped Finn win the title at that point. Um, but we'll do, see. Do you guys see Damian Priest as a future world champion? Yeah, yeah, I, I can do. See yeah, I can see it because you know this—it's it, the secondary secondary belt, quote unquote. It's not the um, you know you're the face of the company um, belt because um, Damien definitely is getting his time to shine. Um, but once we had you know him versus Bad Bunny, um, they really didn't, and him winning the briefcase. It really um, he really hasn't been you know shining since then. You know, with the Judgment Day, it's been really Dominic who's getting mm-hmm. a lot of the attention and the momentum going as well. So with Damien kind of have been like kind of put to the side. That's why I think, you know, uh, Courtney's saying possibly with Damien getting kicked out, you can get finally have Damien get his time to shine as a singles wrestler um, and not kind of be in the shadow with, you know, Dominic and Rhea and Finn, you know right there so you can have you know damien get kicked out of the judgment day and have him going against uh jd at that point 
And then, you know, later on down the line, have him cash in on Finn. He could be the champion during the, you know, the dead months between Survivor Series and the Royal Rumble. I was only asking, J.D., because we're a part of a draft right now where we're about 28 people in with mm-hmm. four different really good wrestling minds. And uh, nobody has taken Damian Priest yet. So I don't know if that tells you everything you need to know about Damian Priest or what, but there's a lot of people who have been taking in that thing, and Damian Priest is not one of them. So I don't, I don't know. That, that, that was yeah. my biggest question. It's just the momentum isn't there yet, you know? No, he really – his momentum is weirdly up and down. But that usually what happens with the money in the bank. For some reason, they have the money mm-hmm. in the bank guy lose a lot. Mm-hmm. It's like that's when, like, Seth Rollins won the money in the bank. He just kept losing all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we could definitely have, you know, have him kicked out and give him momentum again so that when he does cash in, it feels right instead mm-hmm. of, like, a cashing out of nowhere. Because um, I felt that way about Liv Morgan. She had momentum going, and, you know, she kind of did that cash in, and her title reign just kind of started feeling like meh, you know, because her momentum yeah. was up and down before she had that cash in. Which I really hope it isn't going to happen with Damien because I really like Damien Priest. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping yeah. that, you know, they start put you know, upping the momentum with him so that when he does cash in the title, you know, his title reign isn't just like, okay, who is he going to lose the title to? Like, who's the next champion at that point? All right. And then after that, we have for the Intercontinental Championship we got Drew McIntyre, the face Drew McIntyre. I know uh, Tim wish he was heel. Uh, they actually uh, allegedly pitched mm-hmm. for him to be heel, and he turned it down uh, for him to be heel. Yeah. What a mistake he made. Yes. Um, so we're going to have Drew McIntyre going against the ring general, Gunther. Uh, Dan, we're going to start with you. What are your thoughts on this match? I think it's going to be a really a great match. I think you're going to see um, definitely a clinic, like something like the Sheamus Gunther level. Like it's going to be very good. I think Gunther's going to win. He's too close to like, like we were talking in our chat. He's too close to honky tonk man to even think about him losing this match. It's like one of those things. It's like you get him this close and have him lose yeah. to that record. Like it's, I think he's like thirty days away or something ridiculous. I think yeah. we came, or something like that, or forty-five, something like that. It's something very close, but mm-hmm. I can definitely see them having a great match. I know Drew just came back, so you're trying to build Drew's momentum. I think this match you kind of booked yourself into a foot here. Just me, this whole pay per view feels like Triple H just booked himself into a, a corner. Yeah, like this whole card. Yeah. And then we can blame Triple H for it too. <laughs> I'm sure people are gonna like gonna say that. I'm sure some dirt sheet's gonna say Vince was backstage or phoned it in or something like that. Uh, or uh, Vince this. phoned it in, or Vince made these plans like a month ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's going on, Brian? Thank what you up, so much BC? for tuning in. What's up, Bloodline? Uh, but yes, yeah, so Courtney, what's your thoughts on this match? It's going to be a great match either way because I'm happy to see Drew back from his injury and being sick and all that. But ain't nobody stopping the ring general. So I I chose the ring general to win. Sorry, Drew. Love you. But 
You need to turn heel, sugar. Yeah. I think being a heel would benefit him greatly, especially with that sword he had at WrestleMania. What he could do with that as a heel. Whew. Yeah. Uh, Tim, what's your thoughts on this match? Yeah, like Dingo said, this match is going to fucking bang. And if my brother Justin was in the chat, he'd say this match is going to bang, slap, hit, fuck, do it all, all right? <laughs> but at the end of the day, there's only one winner. It is Gunther. He is so close to breaking the honky-tonk man's record. Who gives a fuck about the honky-tonks man's record? Like, Gunther is right there. Modern history, Triple H likes these numbers, historical history. Gunther's breaking this record. And you know what? I was just thinking as Courtney was talking, I said it earlier, obviously. I want Scottish psychopath in a bad, bad way. Oh, yeah, there we go. Just read what Devin wrote. That's exactly what I was going to say. So maybe, just maybe this loss is what's going to actually snap Drew. He's going to be like, fuck this shit. I can't win this. I can't win this. Smiling and fucking counting one, two, three with you fucking idiots isn't fucking getting the job done. I don't give a fuck anymore. Fuck you guys. I'm out, basically. And he becomes a Scottish psychopath again. My whole thing was just like, bringing him back as this corny fucking cheese ball after being gone for fucking three months and then turning him in. I don't know. It's, it's just a weird way to book it to me. But I'm not booking it, and I want him to be healed. So I hope it goes down that way. Because maybe, and maybe Drew goes in. You know, we're looking for challengers for Cody. All right. Yeah. Maybe Cody comes out for his promo on Raw. Drew comes out, shakes his hand, and then does what Brock does just beats his ass. Fuck you. Why do you think that you fucking deserve anything better? I got fucked in front of my home crowd. Solo fucking came out. He fucked me in front of my people. You fucking want to sit here and cry. You deserve this? No. Fuck you, Cody. And that's the net. You know what? Devin. Boom, baby. That's what's Honestly, going down. that makes sense. Him and Cody's Cody, next feud is Drew. Cody and Drew were tag go. team partners. Tag team champions. Yeah. Tag mm -hmm. team yes, champions. they were. Mm. I forgot about that. It, Old friend, nice to see you. Oh, yeah, baby. And he and honestly, he could rip him apart. <gasps> Oh, Drew is a heel too. Think about it. Drew did the same thing Cody did. He went away. He reinvented himself. I went to Impact. I went back home. I won championships across the pond. I won championships in Impact. Oh my God! I came back here. I was the pandemic champion. And what you think? Oh, dude, the promos are there, baby. <laughs> I just got a a wild idea. I'll throw it out here real, real quick. Cody goes back to dark hair Cody, right? With you, right? They win the tag team championships. There there you go. You have Drew getting his due as a champion, right? And then Drew turns on Cody and there you go. Yeah, Maybe. I do like the idea of Drew just coming out and attacking Cody Rhodes and just saying, like, why do you get this opportunity? Uh, because, you know, Drew was the pandemic champion. Unfortunately, everybody wanted him to win that title. And then people got so tired of him being champion. Mm -hmm. And now you have a lot of fans. JD, you know, I don't mean to cut out. you off. Yeah. JD, 
You think you're special because you beat Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam? I beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania in front of no people. I yep. eliminated Brock Lesnar from the Royal Rumble. Let's fucking go. Yeah, like definitely. Uh, definitely got something there. I mean, we're all kind of in agreement of, you know, Drew kind of turning heel and possibly going up to Cody Rose, especially since they have the history mm -hmm. together. I mean, it could definitely look like something like That's right. That's right. Call for your mama. Is decided. And Brian saying fuck them dirt sheets as well. But yeah, I definitely like that idea. <laughs> I like the idea of Drew turning heel at, you know, because he gets beaten by Gunther. Uh, maybe you get upset with the fans saying, you know, you guys want to sit there and count, you know, three, two, one with me and then turn around and cheer for Cody and everything like that. We could simply have him interfere possibly in the Cody versus Brock match, depending on where it lands and then have it happen there or it can happen at Raw as well. Um, I am a, you know, Guther fan. I'm a Walter fan as well. Um, his you know, intercontinental title reign has just perfect everything down to the last minute details. Yeah, his title reign has been great. Um, so I'm I want him to beat the record. You know, let's keep it going. Uh, let's just keep it going. Um, I don't know when the, so we the want perfect time for him to lose. Gunther? Is that I didn't say is? three years. I mean, I'm, I figure they're going to have him lose at Mania or the Royal Rumble or something like that. And then, you know, possibly go from there, move him on from that point. Um, maybe with the heavyweight title at that point. Um, but yeah, mm -hmm. I definitely see him uh, moving up. Uh, Devin says, unfortunately, it won't be Cody. It'll probably be Matt Riddle. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Cody, bro. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going with Gunther on this one. Um, I think this is going to be a banger match. i hoping that this would be as intense as we saw with the triple threat match that they had with Sheamus and his match against Sheamus as well. So I'm sure we're going to see a lot of red chests and hands slapping meat and, you know, chess at that point and everything like that. Um, so... From there, let's see, I think we covered them all. And now we are at the main event. And I know Devin is about to uh, speak some sermons in the chat at this point as we got earlier. Um, Universal Wrestling Podcast says, I just don't know. Mm. We'll see what happens, though, with this. But we got Tribal combat dun, 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 and go ahead and sing the mortal combat music from that part from that time now um but yeah we got the tribal chief roman reigns going against jay uso the tribal combat for not only the universal we universal championship but the recognition of tribal chief as the elders apparently called for this match which i'm very interested in i would love to get more details of it because one of the elders is roman reigns father so i would love for them to really 
kind of dig a little bit more into this as to why the elders asked for it. But, you know, I'm sure we probably couldn't, they probably couldn't get, you know, more into that. Maybe they'll go into that after. I feel like action. that's going to be the next chapter. I feel like that has yeah. to be the next chapter. If they're going to keep feeding the cash cow, mm -hmm. you got to think once the whole solo, because remember solo got sent by the elders. Yep. So whoever the elders, I could see, I don't know. Ro I could see Roman retaining ricochet. I mean, Rikishi coming out to do presenting Roman with the putting the things made forcing Rikishi to put the lay on him and then solo getting pissed off and then yes. and then solo finally hitting him. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Th this all has to break down by the time we get to mania. Uh, we can't really have Roman with the bloodline backing anymore. Uh, so that is just straight up 1v1 um, against Cody at that point. So, um, so Dan, you're going with Roman to retain here. Yep, I gotta go with my tribal chief. Yeah, I'm very curious if they're gonna have Rikishi and the elders there. I know last time they was try they tried to get uh, someone there, but they weren't well enough to make the travel. So I'm very curious of like it with the you know the tribal match of how they're gonna make this feel different. Mm -hmm. um, if they're going to have family members out there or something like that. Um, we'll see. I mean, you know, for SummerSlam 92, when it was Bret Hart versus uh, British Bulldog, they had half the Hart family in the crowd being interviewed and stuff like that leading up to that match. So it'll be very interesting if they try to recreate that and have family members from the bloodline, you know, out in the crowd and stuff like that. And especially if they have Rikishi and the elders there um, as well. Tim, what are your thoughts on this match? Well, Roman's going to win for sure. I can't. The match itself is going to bang. The theatrics behind it's going to bang. Can't wait for the entrances. The fireworks are going to be mm -hmm. awesome. The ending is going to be great. I do too think it's going to be solo versus Roman at payback. Unless Roman goes away for a little bit here and doesn't come back to Survivor Series, um, which is entirely possible. But then what does that do with the Usos and where do we go from there? It, everything Dango says sound fucking oh, beautiful. Rikishi goes to fucking, you have to put the lay on me, old man. Like, you know I beat your son's ass. Fucking put it on me. <laughs> just sit there, like, behind them. You know, like, you just watch his faces. Like, little mannerisms here, little mannerisms there. And then, like, he just finally fucking, like, as Rikishi goes to do it, he just fucking, I feel like, I feel like if it's going to happen, if Solo's turn's going to happen, it's going to become obvious like it was with, like, Sammy. Do you remember during the Sammy match? against KO and Roman, it was basically, the whole match was basically focused on Sammy. It was weird. Yeah. It was a whole match, but it was focused on the guy in, on the back, on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I, I can see that being very reminiscent of Solo. If you want to continue Roman in the Bloodline breakup, Roman's Solo at the pay-per-view at Payback makes so much sense. Can you pull the trigger that early, though? I don't know. I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> but where do you go what else do you do? You did the tag team match. You did Roman versus Jay. There's zero dollars in Roman versus Jimmy. Roman versus Solo, there's money there. There's definitely money in Roman versus Solo. And then what? Roman fucking lays waste to Solo. They all go away for a little bit. I, where do you go with that, though? I don't I don't know. I unless just, you get, unless you weed it out, 
I I don't know. I really well, don't know. Like, it's at the point where it's getting to the point where it's, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I have a theory. But uh, Courtney, what's your thoughts on this match? Okay, I was thinking here. We have Asa and Sika who are Roman. One of them is Roman's daddy. I don't know which yeah. one. They look alike. But, I think it's uh, Afa. Yeah, it's Afa. It's Afa. Okay. Afa and Sika will be with Roman, right? Okay. You're not going to see this coming, guys, by the way. But then we have Mr. Too Cool himself, Rakishi, come down with Jay. You you think Solo will be in uh, Jay's corner. He's going to be in Roman's corner. Then you have Paul Heyman with Roman, right? It's not going to be Solo that turns on Roman. How about none other than Mr. Heyman turns on on uh, Roman, but Roman retains. Okay. Interesting. Uh, we got, of course, here goes Evan. <laughs> 500% no. <laughs> 1 million percent the Tribal Chief will retain for years to come. Hashtag Tribal Chief Day. Hashtag Forever Champ. Hashtag No One Beats My Tribal Chief. Hashtag Tribal <laughs> Chief Reign Forever. It is decided by Devin that Roman Reigns will retain the title until WrestleMania 60. Probably. Oh or even further than that, according to uh, according to Devin. <laughs> Listen, he'll be beating grandkids at that point or something like that. Um, but it, so my theory for this, because, um, like I said, WWE wants to milk this storyline for as much mm -hmm. as they can. I feel like they're going to milk, the, they're going to try to milk this until at least Royal Rumble. Um, and then they're going to redo what they kind of did last year with suddenly then the, um, focus will be on Roman versus Cody at that point. Cause this is a moneymaker. People tune in. We have been tuning in just for this storyline. Um, I feel like the elders are going to could possibly be there. They're the ones that actually called for this match. So they're the ones that actually gave put out the idea of Roman possibly losing the title of the head of the table. Um, so I feel like they may be neutral for that point. Um, and I have Roman retaining, of course. Um, but I don't have Solo turning just yet. I feel like Solo is going to cost um, Jay the match, and payback will be Jay versus Solo. Kind of take, uh, give Roman Ooh. a bit of time off from that brother point, and kind of, yeah, and kind of put you know the emphasis on the brother versus brother. Kind of give Solo a little bit of time to shine. Just we kind of like we had previously before with Roman kind of taking time off and the focus was on the tag team portion of the bloodline. So I think that um, we'll have payback as solo going against Jay Uso. Um, because I think as we have seen with Roman Reigns, Devin may, be, may, may not like this comment, but pretty much every single time Roman has retained, it was due to a family member um, interfering. 
So I think with him retaining here, it's going to be Solo that's going to help him retain. And it would be payback as far as between Solo and Jey Uso. If Rikishi's out there, you know, it'll be Rikishi trying to get Solo to join his brother's side. Um, and then that's when we'll get the hint of a possible turn because then he'll be looking at his dad. Like they've been dropping hints this whole time with him looking at the tribal chief um, necklace and him kind of looking like he wants to join his brothers. So I think they're going to milk that portion of this storyline of him possibly turning, but he's going to stay by Roman Reigns' side. So I think this is going to be now with the emphasis on Solo going against Jay Uso until you know they bring back Jimmy at a certain point maybe at payback then we'll have Jimmy come back or with Jimmy possibly coming back at SummerSlam at that point too uh Brian Cook says WWE has milked the bloodline saga more than Square milking Final Fantasy 7 <laughs> listen Square is going to milk Final Fantasy 7 until the year 3000 at this point um but yeah, I, I see Roman Reigns retaining here, and I see, um, you know, Jay. I've seen more going towards Jay going against Solo, just like we saw with, um, just like we saw with Sami Zayn when it was Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns, and they put it towards, you know, Sami and KO going against the Usos, and Roman went on to Cody at that point. Um, but I feel like I think at a certain point because the bloodline has been doing so well that they may do pretty much a bullet club situation here of, you know, once, once Roman uh, loses the title goes off on a much needed vacation, then it probably would be Jay Uso at that point, having the new uh, bloodline faction with, you know, with solo and Jimmy and possibly, uh, other members of the bloodline or even new members of the bloodline, just like we had with Sammy. Um, hopefully they kind of realize like, Hey, you don't need to have like direct bloodline members of the bloodline in order to be in the bloodline uh, because of how over Sammy Zayn was with them. You could even bring back Sammy Zayn at this point, or even bring in KO to, into the new bloodline and just, you know, all the chaos and the fun we'll have, out of that that we have seen with uh Sami Zayn as well. Now you're really milking the cow. <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, it's a money maker. Everybody, everybody has been talking about the bloodline and you know that's like that's like Sting putting the black and red on. That's like exactly. all right. Sting NWO KO joining bloodline is like Sting joining the NWO, which we saw was the most popular rendition of the NWO outside yeah. of the original version. So yeah, I mean, we've seen it with New Japan with the Bullet Club. We done had like 16 editions of the Bullet Club and with um with and with WCW with 16 editions of, you know, NWO and everything like that. So, you can definitely see it here with the Bloodline that, you know, they see like this is making a lot of money for us. We get, you know, people going over because of the Bloodline. I mean, look at Solo Look at what happened with Sami Zayn. Even though he was over before the bloodline, but his his popularity was just so good when he was the honorary Uso. So, you know, mm -hmm. you got a moneymaker here to just kind of like keep it going and create a, a different edition of a faction, possibly with this bloodline, the new bloodline to go against um, the Judgment Day or Imperium or something like that. Uh, Get show said Roman is like Taylor Swift right now, <laughs> overbooked and talking about people that, that left him. 
Um, yeah, but yeah, I definitely see Roman Reigns, um, you know, retaining here, and then with with Solo's help, and then Payback will be Solo versus Jimmy Uso, which I think will be a pretty good, interesting, um, interesting feud, especially Jimmy Jimmy coming back at a certain point, or this could be Jimmy going against Solo or something like that. Um, and maybe continuing the feud between Jay and Roman Reigns, like we had when you know we first had the Tribal Chief and Bloodline um, at the at that point when it went towards Hell in the Cell and everything like that. So yeah, we can have two um, feuds at this point. Um, Faction Cast said it started with Jay and ends with Jay, which I I definitely love that. Yeah, I feel like Jay already got his moment when he ended the streak. Uh, the the pin streak. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, definitely. Yeah. I think that's bigger than it just said facts. Yeah, I don't Jay, think he's gonna Jay win the title or anything. Not winning world. Yeah, no. By the way, yeah, if he's... Roman turns his back to solo, he Roman's really dumb because it's at that point where it's like, dude, you know the chair's coming. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Seth did it to you. Mm-hmm. Sammy did it to you. Jay did it to you. It's like, come on, man. No wonder why he, that's that's why he wants people to acknowledge me. I saw this YouTuber, he, like he did this whole video about Roman's whole career. The reason why he does acknowledge me is because he's trying because everyone booed him for so long and everyone's <laughs> turned his back against him. <laughs> that's why he's making everyone acknowledge him. Faction cast says that's bigger than winning the title. That's a hot take. I mean, he hasn't been beaten. He hasn't been pinned in three years. Like, yeah, you know, with the title and everything like that. But the mm-hmm. fact that he was the one that took the pin, you know, that's a that's a big thing. Yeah, I don't see Jay winning the title. So I really appreciate the fact that they um, let him be the one that technically pin, that pinned uh, Roman Reigns at that point versus, you know, Given it to possibly Cody or whoever else it may be at Mania 40 at that time that, um, you know, it was it was Jay who uh, got the pin there. But like I said, I'm hoping that, you know, like, yeah, go ahead and milk it. They WWE has milked so many stuff, so much stuff <laughs> over the years. So I don't mind them milking the bloodline as long as they make it, you know, give it the attention that they were given it when it was Roman in charge and, you know, let jay get jay and jay and jimmy and solo get their time to shine i agree and also be something crazy like i don't know if you really want to cash grab it you just have the rock show up and basically just be like rock bottom roman at the end of the match just be like don't see that happening to be honest but okay (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, he hasn't officially retired, and he they still have to put him in the Hall of Fame. So I feel like when they decide to put him in the Hall of Fame, he's he's going to show up at a certain point. Uh, Brian says, meanwhile, Vinny Mac is like acknowledged these grapefruits while when he's <laughs> oh battling God. the feds. <laughs> yeah, the Rock, the Rock and Roman. I've said it for years that that's a match that does not need a title. Rock Roman main event tonight too without a championship on it. There's no need for it. If Rock does come, this is the thing with Rock showing up that's twofold. If Rock shows up and does something with Grayson Waller in the middle of the show, but has no involvement in the tribal combat match, none of it makes any fucking 
sense. No. Honestly, right. you are correct because if it if he shows up and does something with Grayson Waller, yes, that's huge for Waller, but it's at the point where it's just like, really, right. we couldn't get you back to face Roman, but you would come back for Grayson Waller. Come back right. for a TV show segment, right? Versus the biggest the biggest storyline in WWE right now. Right, like that's right. As a part of the tribal combat, like, like that stupid egg, like from from a few years ago. Hey, I got a question. So, do you see these guys dressing up in traditional, uh, their traditional like tribal colors, or do we get like Mortal Kombat gear and stuff like that? Uh, no, I think it's traditional, especially for the entrances. I think I think they're definitely gonna. Um, definitely going to show off their um culture and everything oh, yeah. like that. That's why I think we'll get we'll we'll probably see the, hopefully the elders at that point and other family members and stuff like that. That's why I'm very curious of what how they're going to make this feel special with them calling it the tribal match, especially because this match probably will be on by the time AEW is over. Correct. So Tim will be watching this 100%. <laughs> Jay, Jay will Jay will come out in all white. I believe mm-hmm. Roman will have his reds on, and uh, he's red and all black. Yeah, red and black. Yep, yep. And uh, yeah, I think that's the way they're gonna look. Jay might have some face paint on. I don't know. Roman will not. Um, and and I think that's just kind of we're gonna get some clear aesthetics. And yes, Dangle, you're right. My attention will be on Collision until <laughs> nine o'clock. Once nine o'clock hits, I think Roman's entrance is about or Jay's entrance gonna hit. <laughs> and that's get going because, quite frankly, fuck the rest of the show. I'm just kidding. It'll be a fun show from start to finish. And the biggest reason to watch this show is to go to the watch along right here on this very network because we do it the biggest and we do it the best for everyone. Uh, Getcha says, My opinion, respectfully. Uh, Roman strikes an elder like Rikishi or Alpha, the way The Rock comes out just to defend the family. Mm. It's possible. It's possible we can get it. It's just going to be very. Uh, it's just going to be very interesting if they do introduce The Rock because The Rock is going to want to main event WrestleMania. Like if you're going to have The Rock against Roman, it's going to be a lot of pressure to main event that. And then you know, and if that does happen, then what happens with Cody? Is you got to finish the story, you know? So it's just <laughs> going to be. Uh, it's going to be a, a little bit a very interesting. Um, if they do introduce the rock at that point of um, if, unless the rock is kind of like, you know, on kind of like there on Jay's side or something like that, who knows, but you sorry, Cody, sorry, rock. Cody, you got to go 41. <laughs> <laughs> Add another chapter to the story. Or like Gunther wins the belt before it. Cody wins the rumble and beats Gunther at mania. That's brutal. No. Cause again, as I said earlier, that's a secondary belt. Cody's story is only told. We've all said it. No, he's already said it. He said he said it in one of the WWE uh, press junctures. He's like, the story does not continue. The story does not finish with the World Heavyweight title. Yeah, and I think he said something like that on the documentary, too. After he lost, he said that the story isn't finished. Uh, Devin says, do we get any surprises for SummerSlam? What do you guys think? Maybe. Not I think really about sure. maybe one or two. 
It would be Bray. For me, it would be Bray Wyatt or Randy Orton. If uh, Bray Wyatt makes sense against Cody after Cody's celebrating, lights go out, Bray shows up, and you get that buffer feud maybe before Cody goes to Drew. Keep creepy man away from me. <laughs> but yeah, other than other than that, Randy Orton, but what would Randy Orton return and do? Help Cody beat Brock, attack Cody after the match. Those are really the only two for me because I can't think of anyone else who's out. Anyone else has been there and not used in I'm thinking The Rock? I mean, is that a return? I mean, I guess. I don't think he's coming back though. Bray Wyatt's the only one I think. Maybe. Bray Wyatt. So do we get the Bray Wyatt persona again, or do we get like a Husky Harris again? Uh, I think it's try to Bray Wyatt it. I think it's gonna be a Bray Wyatt like Uh um it's gonna, it's gonna be the it's gonna be like a fiend or something. It's gonna be something creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. Getcha says, "Damn you all!" Mentioning Pacific Islands, no Pacific Islander representative. He says, "D12 comes out in the battle royal." <laughs> I think it would be interesting if Randy Orton comes back, and um, I mean, he would have to come back as a face at that point. Um, but I can see Randy Orton come back. I mean, people have been waiting for Randy Orton to come back for a while at this point. So it'll be interesting if uh, if he comes back to maybe help Cody. But do you really want Randy Orton to come back from injury and then get involved with a feud with um, Brock Lesnar at that point if he's helping out Cody? Um, at Not that point, really. yeah. But I I don't if we do get a returning. Randy Orton of who he would be going against. Um, I Maybe. don't know about Gunther. It, unless you say like a riddle come out to try to help Drew and then you yeah. finally get the RKO to riddle that we all been waiting <laughs> yeah, That would At be that point. great. Or you could do a <clears throat> riddle or Orton could turn heel showing up on Raw the next night, I guess, on Sami Zayn or something, setting up Orton. Because, you know, KO fucking thinks Riddle's the biggest idiot in the world. So, KO and Sami against rated RK-Bro. Or, Randy Orton shows up. You think he's going to help Cody beat Brock. Because they very briefly had that handshake. They wrestled the uh, six-man together before Orton went away. And instead, handshake, RKO out of nowhere. Brock beats Cody. And then mm. it and that doesn't hurt Cody no. because Orton cost him the match. We move into an Orton and Cody feud, and that's his next feud. Do I think that's gonna happen? Hell no. Could it happen? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Just but that'll like, be very I'm, interesting. I'm, I'm even hearing that Randy's not even medically clear uh yet, he is so not. I'm... And they also yeah. reported they also said Fightful reported that he's ignoring all medical opinions and wants to get back in the ring, which which my guy Boozer came out and said, "Ain't no one letting him wrestle if he's not clear." WWE's not that stupid. They, no. they we wouldn't let they wouldn't let Daniel Bryant do it for years. They wouldn't let Paige do it for years, yeah. and Paige was not cleared when she left. Yeah, hey, I think there's a place he can go. <laughs> Don't let you wrestle. Uh, he, he don't want to go there. He might go to Japan or somewhere. I don't know about that. Getcha said, is it me or does it seem like a small card? No, it's eight matches. It seems like a small card compared to AEW that has normally 20 matches on <laughs> their card. <laughs> but, uh, it's eight That's matches. More time. So More time. Give them like 25-minute matches. Yeah. This show, this show, this show should have been at least 10. 
you could have probably stretched to 11. No, at least 11. And that's with Rian Raquel, Becky and Trish, and Santos in theory. This show should have at least been 11 at bare minimum. It is too small. It's way too small. It's it's really not acceptable. The Trish and Becky not being on the card and Santos in theory not being on the card. And Rhea, who is arguably your biggest women's star period right now, not being on the card. And keep in mind your tag team champions aren't on the card because half of them are injured, meaning Priest and Dom Dom aren't on the card. It's insane. They should have figured out more time management, better time management. I ain't watched the show yet, so I shouldn't be sitting here and saying that shit. But at the end of the day, you got to think this is going to go four hours. You got eight matches, and you left four really yeah, about three. Really, you could say like eight, like eight p.m. Eastern to like eleven. Yeah, this is going three and a half hours minimum. It's going three and a half hours. Minimum oh yeah, I know eleven and a half hours. 11, if it's not going four, it's not. It's not going. It's not going anything under three and a half. I, I guarantee that the main event's getting 45 minutes, period. Period. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. I'm Triple H love the times. I think, I just think it's trash that they're not putting the, like, Santos should get his big moment on this show. And Becky and, and Trish, I'll beat that fucking into the ground. It is blasphemy that that match is not fucking on this show. Flat out blasphemy. And you're going to do Rhea and Raquel for the first time on a Raw or something? Get the fuck out of here. Unless re unless they add Rhea Raquel, like like I think someone report I forgot who said it in our chat said in case Raquel must say to a storyline where Adam Pierce clears Raquel the day of it and then they announce the match. We'll see. But um this is where That's the pre-show kind of works. That's kind of when the pre-show works. We throw the battle royale on the pre-show. And that will open up, you know, these matches to kind of hop on there. And then on top of that, Triple H loves to have, give matches a lot of time. You know, this main event is going to go for a long time. Gunther versus Drew is going to go for a while. And, you know, for, unfortunately, it leads to kind of a little bit of fatigue. Gotta... It's like some of these matches could be, you know, that are given 20 minutes could actually be finished in um, – 15 minutes but real quick uh for you to say something shout out to jocko thank you so much for tuning in up, Jock? thank you so much uh, what, uh, what were you about to say i got a question for the panel for you guys mm-hmm. how long before in the triple h press conference after the SummerSlam, where you know he's gonna have one does someone bring up the federal question for vince mm. and before the feds because, because just... didn't he turn him in <laughs> No, no, no one turned no one turned him in. <laughs> no, they just did the um investigation because of the WWE investigation. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so why long before he I brings read that in. something earlier that Triple H turned Vince in, so that's why I asked that. Nah. It's like, it's it's like the night after uh night two of, Re- of WrestleMania, Triple H's press oh. conference, he goes like this. Uh, when someone brought up to see how long, he's like, okay, let's just get this out of the way. Someone asked the question. Do you have anything to comment about the UFC reports of the UFC by merging with WWE? No comment. Next. <laughs> <laughs> he knew it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, as, uh, Jocko says that The Rock returned to SummerSlam 2023, so he thinks The Rock will be returning. Uh, Getcha said 10 facts when you sit there 
reading about what's going on. Um, that being my friend, The Rock returned to SummerSlam 2023. He says again, um, what was your question to the panel? Did you say, uh, oh, uh, about the question. Yeah, do you think um, someone I, asked him? Something I think something? someone will try to ask him. And then uh, I don't know if they screen the questions before they ask or anything like that. But you know, Triple H is very laxed when it comes. He to really, he really, he really is. He was the reason why they brought those back. I mean, I like, I like them honestly. Yeah, I think they were they're one of the big things that that I think really was a great thing that he brought back last year. Yeah, I like them too. It really, uh, especially when you bring out the wrestlers and stuff like that. They kind of a little bit out of character with the press conferences and everything. Um, so yeah, I really do appreciate it. But I think somebody's going to try to ask or at least get around it, or you know, he'll just come out and say something himself. Yep. Who knows? So, right. So. Um, that is our predictions for SummerSlam. Uh, Dan, any final thoughts for SummerSlam? I think it should be a fantastic card. I will be watching one on my laptop, one on my phone. I'll be watching Collision on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> just to, like keep it just to be like, okay, okay. Having them both, that's why you got double screen. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Definitely got to have, as Tim said, three screens up, one for Collision, one for SummerSlam, and one for the Watch Along with the Bloodline. So be sure to tune in. Whether you are, you know, excited about WWE or not excited about WWE, whether you're an AEW fan or a WWE fan, we always have a great time when it comes to the watch alongs, even if a match isn't that good, we make it so much, we make it 20 times more funnier, uh, especially with Devin reacting to things. Be sure to check out Devin's reaction, especially during the tribal, uh, the tribal match. Oh my well. God. Yes. <laughs> Be sure to check it out. Um, and you know, a lot of times we, some, like I said, we tend to go off tangent. Sometimes we'll bring up something, random or someone in the chat will bring up something random and we'll start talking about that um as well too uh courtney any final thoughts with this SummerSlam? i hope everybody enjoys SummerSlam. make sure you come back and tune in with us the bloodline make sure you check out everybody's content make sure you check out wrestlebred bump boys and the tim king show Nice. Thank you. Thanks and for the Tim, plugs. Yeah. Tim, any uh, final words about SummerSlam? No, it should be a hell of a show. Uh, match quality should be great. Seth and Finn should be awesome. Women's triple threat should be a fucking banger. Logan Paul and Ricochet should be a lot of fun. Gunther and Drew are going to slap meat all over the place. Tribal combat should be great. And even the MMA should be, should be fun. So as much as I bitched, I only bitch because they could have fucking done better without me seeing it already. All right. And that's only because I'm complaining because two of the top five fucking, I said top five women wrestlers of all time aren't on the fucking show when they fucking yep. built a feud around them. I digress. I digress. I heard Trish, <laughs> Trish is actually hurt. She's actually got a face injury. That's an actual truth. She's trying to get mm. that. He's fully healed to be ready to go. 
That's why they did the quick one. Stop it. She wouldn't have put that on Instagram today if it was true. Becky is not not wanting to be on SummerSlam. Stop, stop, stop. Don't you buy <laughs> your dirt sheet bullshit. Those two, Trish would wrestle this Come match. Come on, back me up. Where are Trish you? would wrestle this match with a broken fucking leg if it meant Bakley. anything, all right? With Bakley. Yeah, Trish would wrestle this match with a broken leg, all right? These two women want to be on this show. But, again, I fucking spit on this way too much already. The eight matches on the show should be a lot of fun. We'll get Slim Jim LA Night, yeah, out of it. And best of all, come kick it with the Bloodline Saturday night live right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Brian says, Devin, save your oh, my God, reactions for when the Bears win the Super Bowl. Plus, loving watch, lo- plus love watching wrestling on Saturdays. Yes, I love the fact that this is on Saturday. So you kind of get a bit of recover and uh, not on a Sunday with Tony Khan running all the way until midnight. And Devin, of course, saying all WWE SummerSlam for me. I'll catch AEW next week. Well, of course you are. Um, <laughs> love your WWE and pass like he says that AEW is passable as he sometimes say so before I start uh, plugging away on things and letting my guests plug their stuff I got we got one more thing to show you as well tired of bored uninspiring merch well you need to go to bloodlinenetwork.com slash merch we got merch for everyone Men, women, kids, and the home. We got tanks, V-necks, T-shirts, coffee cups. And we can't forget about beach towels. That's right. Get your ass off that hot-ass sand and get your Bloodline Entertainment Network beach towels. Bloodlinenetwork.com slash merch. For your pleasure. That's right. Get your sexy-ass T-shirts. On bloodline.com slash merch. If you love red like yours truly. Honestly, the red is actually kind of really nice. Streets just picked up a red tank today. Yeah, it looked real good. That's right. And like Devin and and, uh, Tim said, we got shirts for women, men, and the babies. We got tank tops for those who like to show the guns in the sun. We got V-necks for those who like it a little spicy. So be sure to check out bloodlinenetwork.com slash merge. And we have, like Devin said, we got beach towels. Get your ass off that hot ass sand <laughs> because it is hot this year over down in the sh- on the shore. So you can you know, wear the merch and be acknowledged. You never know who's going to see your shirt. Know that's the bloodline and uh, acknowledge. As Devin says, stay away from those dirt sheets. <laughs> but yes, be sure to go to bloodlinenetwork.com slash merch. And while we're on the subject, go to bloodlinenetwork.com as well. A lot of great articles out there a lot of great podcasters as we have the ones in the chat so that is it for the bloodline entertainment network so let's get to the plugging dirty dan where can they find you you can find me at swagger nation 92 or you can find me at or you can find me at at the blunt at the bump boys I'm trying to defend my title against these slums who never show up. So it's going to be fun. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so catch me and catch my shorts on the Bloodline Network. I'm going to have some more shorts, hopefully tomorrow. All right. Cool. Courtney, where can they find you? Okay. I'm on the... Oh, God, this sounds so weird. The X app, which is a.k.a. the Bird app, okay? Forever be the Bird app. At Miss Courtney 28. Or you can find me at, on my Instagram, Courtney Holland 35. Don't be creepy because you, you don't want that side of me. <laughs> and you can find me on the Bloodline, too, so. Thank you. All right, Tim, the banger, where can they find you at? Yo, JD, first of all, great job hosting tonight. You have been wonderful as always. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. You can find me right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network, right here on our YouTube, on Twitter, and BloodlineNetwork.com. Yes. Be sure to check out the website. Many amazing articles. Like I said, if you don't know what the Bloodline Entertainment Network is, is a group of amazing writers and podcasters who are passionate about what they talk about. So if you're a fan of sports entertainment, sports entertainment, um, fantasy baseball, fantasy football, gaming, movies, anime, whatever, instead of going to all these different websites and slowing up your computer, you can go to one website that is bloodlinenetwork.com. And if you are on the YouTube channel, be sure to like and subscribe, punch that notification bell so that you can get the notifications whenever we are on we have something coming out for you almost every day at this point at least two to three shows uh, daily so you know whatever whatever flavor you like if you are a fan of AEW, WWE, New Japan, UFC, uh, fantasy sports, movies, whatever, we have it all for you. So be sure to go to bloodlinenetwork.com. Check out the podcast and the articles from there. Check out what we have on the YouTube and the Twitch. And you can see which podcast speaks to you, what vibe you like, and follow, those, follow whoever there. Um, but you can find me on twitter at jdc137 you can find the podcast at russell Brett as well you can click the links in the bios for the social medias i am live every thursday liv live yeah thursdays 9 p.m est for the russell Brett podcast you can also if you are a gaming fan you can find me late night gaming with jd on the twitch channel that is on mondays at 11 15 p.m est so after you watch raw when raw goes off hop on over to the twitch you can check me out i am playing last of us finally um pretty much first playthrough i'm we're almost at the point where i don't remember uh what happens at that point so be sure to check me, check it out. Watch me play Last of Us for the first time. And whatever you know that happens in the story, you can watch my reaction to it. And then on Tuesdays at 10.30 p.m. EST, so after you watch NXT, if you watch NXT, 30 minutes later, hop on over to the Twitch channel. And it's Star Wars Tuesday. I am currently playing um, Star Wars Survivor. And even if you're not a gaming fan, hey, hop on in. I'm normally talking about some, whatever, you know, we'll talk video games, wrestling, nostalgia stuff, whatever. So be sure to come in, have a good time. And as we have all said, be sure to come back on during Wrestle, uh, SummerSlam, about to say WrestleMania, during SummerSlam, we will have the watch along with the bloodline. So hop on in, 
tune in. Uh, you know, it's all wrestling is always fun when you're watching it with someone. So be sure to tune in, check out our reactions to everything, our thoughts and everything as we go from there. Especially, like I said, check out Devin's reaction whenever the Tribal Chief comes out. It's a whole experience. <laughs> but yes, like I said, go to bloodlinenetwork.com for all your information. Be sure to get the merch and everything like that. Like and subscribe. And shout out to the hottest chat. Okay. Thank everyone for coming in from my early people to now people who pot, who are tuning in for the first time. I hope I see you guys back next week. And until next time, guys, peace. You're listening to the Russell Bread Podcast. Yeah, we- with one